but they haven't won anything yet. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. You need to prove to me first. Ryan, Ryan they made the finals and they competed for a championship. What and more could lost. you want? They so lost. You're, so you're saying all the teams that aren't a champion, like aren't a champion, are just trash. A team that hasn't won a championship. Like, I didn't say they were trash. I just said so they need to prove MB, their... MB's not worth it then. No. That's what you're saying. MB's not worth no. it. No. Okay, so. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Quarter Kings. You're with your host, Austin Chang. And with me, of course, every other week, Ryan Hugh. How you doing, brother? Good. I'm doing very good. Just had... Yeah, what's up? Just, just finished work, had class, but we're here again. We're here to talk ball. Uh-huh, yeah. My, my, my last week has been pretty tough. I just got a, my hair done again, and... uh it's not looking good. It's not looking good, but I, I, I think it looks good. You think it looks good, dude? I think it looks good. Yeah, stop lying, bro. Stop lying. Anyways, nah. that's besides <laughs> the point. We're here to talk about basketball. And of course, our topic today, we're going to be ranking the NBA teams, of course, post free agency. Obviously, not every team has finished their free agency moves and stuff, but we're still going to make an attempt because why not? Mm-hmm. And with this topic, we're not going to do it alone. And as you can see, we have a guest with us, but he doesn't have a face. So, Ryan, why don't you introduce him to us? <laughs> he moves like a ghost, just like a damn phantom. Two-way monster with bear hops, Asvin Anton. <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, did it. I appreciate you guys for having me back. Thank you. Thank you. Of thank course, you. Of course. Of course. That was a proper introduction, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna dap you up through the screen right now. Dap me up, bro. Dap me <laughs> yeah, up. We're good. We're good. Good. We're good. That was a pretty good introduction. That's what I'm saying, Austin. Austin it was pretty good. I right? came like that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, welcome back, Asvin. Appreciate. Uh, long time no see. Long time no see. <laughs> and it's been a while. So, got a new favorite guy, or are we still sticking with the the OG? Nah. I'm sticking with the OG Paul George. Whether he's shooting bricks or he's playing as nice as he did in Indiana, I'm sticking with my guy. That's my ride or die, Paul George. That's your Ben Simmons. That's my Ben Facts, Simmons. Exactly. I respect that, dude. <laughs> and um, I'm guessing team. We're still sticking with Ooh. Toronto. Still sticking with Toronto. That's my. That's a hometown team. Gotta gotta show love to our hometown. Gotta show team. love, definitely. And aside from that, anywhere else? I'm gonna say. The Heat, I'll give the Heat yeah. over Spurs. and the Spurs as well. That's also mm. a classic team that I enjoyed watching back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, yeah, sure, dude. Bro, what? <laughs> Tim Duncan, Manu, Tony Parker, come on now. Nah, he's right. He's right though. Right. But did you join the Heat after LeBron or before LeBron? I was there after LeBron. I was. I wasn't watching basketball before LeBron. I had no idea what basketball was before LeBron. This guy really is a bandwagon for Miami. <laughs> He's honest, bro. He's honest, dude. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. Uh, last last two weeks, we had a few things happening. Very interesting stuff. Uh, right off the bat, just want to shout out uh, Bronny James. Uh, hopefully, he recovers well from the cardiac arrest. You guys have any words you want to say out to that? Prayers up to my man's man. I mean, he's he's too young to be having those problems. I know that's what I'm saying though. Speedy recovery for sure. But I think he's okay. I think he just got 
what, I forgot the word was when they like dispatched them or when they when they're out well, of the hospital. Well, he got cleared. Yeah, he got yeah, cleared. He got cleared. Like he's he's out of the hospital. Like, he's going back home. He's all good. But damn, that's pretty scary. Like imagine being in that situation. Like you see one of one of your boys just fall over and like pass it on the floor. Like that's pretty scary shit, man. So I ho- I hope he's good. I hope he doesn't get into those problems in the future. But hey, I mean, if he's good, then we gotta move on. I mean, we've always heard of people with heart problems that can have successful careers, like Lamarcus Aldridge, right? right? He had a heart condition, but yet, what five times, six time All Star, like one of the best power forwards of all time, in my opinion. So, I think he can. He de- he definitely has a future still. Yeah, no, he he doesn't actually. He's he's, he's done, bro. He's oh, done. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> all right, um, James Harden, um. Uh, a lot of drama surrounding the kid, the guy. Um, sorry, my fault. I was thinking of, still thinking of Ronnie. A um, lot of drama surrounding him wanting to move out of Philly, but Daryl Morey doesn't wanna. Like, where do you guys think he'll end up? Asman, who do you think? Ooh, I don't think he's gonna get out of Philly this time. Mm. I feel like, I feel like he's there to stay for a little bit. I feel like even if he does try to get out of Philly. The uh the price for him the price to trade for him would just be enormous. I don't know like how many like what teams would be willing to offer, or what young players, what assets are they willing to offer. So I think he's there to stay in Philly for a little bit. Is he going to be moved at the deadline? Do you think then? End of deadline? Oh, that's always a possibility. I know mm. he does want to go to the Clippers. That's and I think the Clippers do got some they got some assets over there on that yeah. side. But yeah. I don't. I don't see him getting moved before the start of the season. I think he's there to stay in Philly. Ryan, you still have some some strong thoughts about it. What do you, what what you got? Nah, bro. Clippers don't have any assets. They they have all the first round picks are gone from the the Paul George trade. Um, they can send Terrence Mann and Zubots, but you already have uh, Joel Embiid. There's no point. I think. I think his time as a strong trade candidate is over. Like, no team wants to pick up that that albatross of a contract. And no team wants to rely on him in the playoffs. I don't think... I think he's done. Philly's his last team. Wow, you think that is his last team? Yeah. I, I think he's he's going to get moved, whether it's to the Clippers or any other team. I feel like Harden has been super underrated. I mean, we've seen players have bad playoff series. Westbrook has gone so many passes for having some bad playoff series. Like... Harden, yeah, he had a tough playoff series, but he's, he still was one of the best players last season. I mean, I think he was all-NBA caliber. He showed me the all-star team. Probably could have made it all-NBA easily. And just from a bad playoff series, like, you can't just write him off. Like, And the thing with these star players, especially one that has been in the league for as long as Harden has been, they kind of get their way at the end of the day. If they want to get moved, they're going to get moved. In my opinion, I don't think it's going to happen by the end of free agency, but trade deadline, I could, I could definitely see some, some team getting desperate and making – Making the push for him, I feel like. I feel like he just chokes in every playoffs, like the playoffs, though. And you're talking about like choking. This... Uh, your favorite player is Jalen Brown, bro. I mean, shit, dude. hey yeah. man, he just secured a three hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, what <laughs> he just secured a bag. So fair enough, but I mean, everyone chokes, man. People have bad playoff series, like you. Know, it happens, you know. But like, he's been having bad bad playoff series. But the th- here's the difference. Though. I feel like with Harden, like he's still one of the star players in the league, and he's shown time and time again he, he had he has had bad playoff series, 
But he has a good playoff series. I mean, he's brought his team to the Western Conference Finals and almost beat the Golden State Warriors that one year when they were one of the best teams in the whole league. And they mean, still went 0 for something in, what, over 40 and 5 from that was 3? A, that was a whole team effort there. That was a whole team effort. <laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, Harden, I still believe in him. I think he can be at least the second best player on, on a good team, on, on a championship team. I mean, on a good team, he can be the best player. So, I mean, he's he's going to get moved whether he likes it or not. If he, if he doesn't want to be in Philly, then that's just how it's going to be. I mean... He's a pretty stubborn guy we've seen, and if he wants to get moved, he'll get moved. Swear to God, this is the third or fourth trade request he's had in the last three years or something. And, and guess what? He's gone traded. No, he's the Kyrie of the West. <laughs> Yo, facts, <laughs> He's the team cancer, bro. Oh, my God. Speaking of Jalen Brown, do you guys think he is deserving of that contract, or will he be deserving of that contract? Well, as of mm. as of right now, I I well, first of all, like congrats to Jalen Brown on getting the bag, securing the bag. Props to him for that. But do I think he's a uh, if he's worth that money right nope. now? I don't think so. Like nope. he's making more money than you know Jokic, Steph Curry. Like at this time right now, like I feel like you know the skill set ain't there yet. But I feel like I don't know what, how long is the contract? Five years. Five years, yeah. Five years from now, it might be worth that contract. Like he might. I could see like the potential. Boston, I think, sees that untapped potential in him, which is why I think they gave him that money. I feel like five years from now, I think he will be worth that price. Mm, interesting, interesting. Uh, I want to hear Austin's thoughts first. Yeah, obviously, when when we first saw the news, we we thought to ourselves, "What the fuck? Like that is some insane money." But under the new CBA, I mean, there's a few things that I would say. Like under the new CBA, there's gonna be deals like this that are gonna happen regardless. Like he's kind of like the first domino to fall. And I think that he is one of the premier players in the league, especially being so young. He's shown in the past that he was the best player on a championship, not a championship team, but they made the finals. And then finals against the Warriors, he was he was their best player, like point blank period. And of course, like he ha- has had a struggle the last playoff series, but he's been a consistent performer throughout his whole career. And if you're Boston, I mean, what else are you doing with the money? You have someone of this caliber on your team. Like you have no choice but to give him that money, especially if, the rest of the all the rest of the league is gonna to have to do with their best players, like it, it's just kind of a given. You had to give him that contract, or else he was going, and you're gonna be left with nothing. Now this is what I think: Jalen Brown is not deserving of that money. I love the guy, but he's Damn, not deserving of a. Bro, that's sixty million a year. I reserve that money for the Jonas, the the Giannis's and the Jokic's of the league. I don't, when I think of 60 mil, I'm not thinking, oh, the, yeah, the 1A, 1B punch of the Boston Celtics. Like, I'm thinking of superstar MVP type level players. And if you're giving that money to Jalen Brown, the next player that's going to get a contract like that, I don't know, is not going to be worth it. Like Chris Middleton or something? I don't, I don't see that. But here, here's I, my thought process about it. I, I think with, if it was like Washington and Bradley Beal, he definitely would not be deserving of that contract, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're the Celtics, like, okay, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm, I don't think anyone's worth $60 million, obviously, like, if I'm looking at that context. But if you're the Celtics, you're a championship-level team, and you're probably the favorites coming out the East for the next, let's say, five years now, if you have okay. Jalen Brown. If you're the, you kind of have to give him that contract, because if you don't give him that contract, he's, he's unhappy, he's going to want to leave, he's going to play like trash. Like, you're one of the best teams in the whole league. You were the best team in the whole league, pretty much, last year. So, you kind of have to give him the contract to compete. 
because you have a chance to win a, win a championship for the next five years just from giving him that contract. Well, I think the Celtics are a contender even without Jalen Brown, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. I don't think so at all. Because they, they just added Chris Stapps Rodriguez. They have Jason Tatum as their number one guy. Well, stays. And then you still have such a very consistent role. And even if you do trade Jalen Brown, think of all the assets that you can get in return that you can flip for more stuff or get an all-star level type player. But like, I think you're going to have to give that contract to somebody. Yeah, Porzingis is going to have to get, the, get that contract then at, at that point because he's going to be probably eligible for it maybe. You know, you never know. And only if he makes an all-NBA team. Yeah, of Porzingis course, of course. is questionable. You could go either either way with Porzingis. He either has like a really good season or he's injured and he misses like half the season. Exactly. But when he plays, he is all-NBA caliber. He is. He is all-NBA when he does play, though. But yeah, I, I just think that if you're um, in, uh, Tatum and Porzingis – it's not going to work, especially Horford being like getting older as well. That's pretty much your best center that you have. I don't think I'm Tatum and Porzingis. It's not going to work. Like you mm. need John Brown. Like every team needs a one A one B kind of kind of thing going on. You've seen it with LeBron with the Lakers, AD and him. Like you need to have two guys that you can rely on. I don't think you can rely on Porzingis like that. Like the load that Jalen Brown takes for the Celtics is so underrated. Like that's why I feel like he's so underrated is because they don't see the impact that he has for that team. He kind of carries the load kind of like as as much as Tatum does. But how important is he if he's the one being floated through trade rumors for KD? Well, important, here's the thing. How important does Brad Stevens think he is? Well, he's being tra- he's being rumored to be traded for like the cream of the crop, like for players that are only better than him. That's that's so is, the difference. Is KD worth 60 million? In this NBA, yeah. Why not? But he's getting paid what? 30 something, 40 mil only? Is his contract up this year? No. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. A new CBA. That's just what happens with the money. Like they make the NBA makes a lot of money, man. Like no one's worth this money. Obviously, like sixty million to play basketball is crazy. But if we're looking at it in the context of the NBA, and if you're the Celtics, you kind of have to give him that money. And I think he's probably deserving of it, especially with the role he plays on a championship team. Just my we'll okay. We'll see, but I. Five years from now, I don't think he's deserving. Really? Uh, five years from now, I don't think so. Maybe one out of the five years, he'll be like a 40-point-per-game scorer or something, and that, that'll justify it for me. But at this point, if he's scoring, what, 27, 28 points a game, doing the same stuff that Kobe did a few years ago, like I don't think that's... So, so would, would Jokic and, and Giannis not be eligible then? Because they're only averaging like thirty and thirty and ten. But like, they're but they're champions. Okay, but Ooh, this team is a yeah. championship contender. But they haven't won anything yet. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. You need to prove to me Ooh, first. Ryan, Ryan they made the finals and they competed for a championship. What and more could lost. you want? They so lost. You're, so you're saying all the teams that aren't a champion, like, aren't a champion, are just trash. A team that hasn't won a championship. Like, I didn't say they were trash. I just said so they need to prove. And, B, and B's not worth it then. No, that's what you're saying. MB's not worth no. it. Okay, no. so who else? Who no, else? He's not, he's not worth that. Like you could think of so much players that just have have done. Oh, so Booker's not worth it then. That that, that means Booker's not worth Booker's it. Booker's not wow. worth it. Booker's okay. not worth it. Okay, all right, whatever you say, dude. <laughs> hey, you need to prove to all me right, so why you're worth it first, and then you move on. All right, so Patrick McCaw- Patrick McConaughey's a ninety million dollar contract ASAP. Patrick McConaughey. Okay, but his stats don't back it up. Uh, PJ Tucker needs a. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> your stats need to back it up. Your resume needs to back it up. Like so much things come into context for me. But for you to say that just because they didn't win a championship, he's not worth it, is insane. I think at the end of the so day, Tatum, Tatum's not deserving of it either. Then that all right. no, not no. there's Doncic. Okay, wow, that's yeah. that's nah. interesting. So you need a championship a... to make sixty million. Okay, that's that's. I think that's what justifies you because you've already had that window of contention. You've already done it before. You know the formula how to win again. So getting that sixty mil justifies justifies that you can do it. And that you will do it again. That's what yeah. I think. That's my thought process. Okay. I know controversial, but fair enough. Fair enough, dude. Fair enough, dude. We're not dying to CB. We're not signing CB. Yeah, that's true. We're not in there. Um, is Ben Simmons going to be healthy for the Nets? We've had reports of him being a hundred percent healthy that he claims. But Austin, what do you think? Do you think he'll have a breakout season, a bounce back season? Yeah, of course, bro. He's my guy, dude. He's gonna keep. He's competing for that starting point guard job, and listen, if he's healthy and, and if his mind is in the right place, he's one of the he's like one of the most athletically gifted players. Like, just if you look at what he is as a athlete, I mean, he is one of the best. And if he's right in the head, and if he's ready to play, he's gonna be one of the one of the like premier point guards in the league, in my opinion. That's just what I feel like. He's Ben Simmons. He's shown as in the past that he can be one of these guys. Obviously, both of you guys aren't that. Of course, you guys aren't gonna be sold on it, but listen. I, I've read on Ben Simmons' pause for, like, his whole career. <laughs> so, obviously, I'm going to say good things about him, right? And if he's ready, if he's healthy, I've always had his back. I'm, I'm always going to I'm always gonna ride for him, and I, I really think that he's ready this season. Aswin? In all honesty, like, I have no idea if Ben Simmons is actually going to be ready for that. I mean, I've seen the reports as well that he is ready to go and he's going to be competing for that, uh, that starting spot for Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But... Hey, that's all on Ben Simmons. I like I can't say much. Like if he is ready, like you know, he's gonna know when he's ready. And if they say like he is ready, like I do believe he could be that starting point guard for the Brooklyn Nets. I think he will have a bounce back season. I don't know if he'll make an All NBA team, but I feel like he can be borderline All Star. I don't think he'll make the team, but I think he'll have a season where he will be in that conversation, considering. His back feels better. I think his confidence is a little better. And he's on a team that doesn't have that high as expectations anymore. Brooklyn's not competing for anything. So he can take the time to to work his game, get back in the groove a little bit. And he has a number one option in Mikel Bridges, in my opinion. I think he's the number one guy on in Brooklyn now. So he doesn't have to worry too much about the scoring, just more facilitating his defensive role, just what he did best in, back in Philly. And... I think the bounce back season will happen, but to what degree, I don't know. I don't think he'll be a 15 point per game scorer, maybe a 13 or 14. But I think what matters is as long as he can get his rebound numbers up, his assist numbers back up, and just have an overall successful season for the Nets, I think he could be in contention for an all star nomination. Yeah, I think the situation that he's in right now kind of like gives him the perfect opportunity to bounce back. I mean, you have a team of young guys, a team that nobody's really watching. You have a coach that seems like a player's coach. And it's like a bunch of guys that, that kind of trust each other. There's no toxicity, it seems like, in that locker room. I feel like he really is in like, if you look at any other team in the league, he is absolutely in the best position to, to flourish again. So I'm excited to see next season what, what's going to happen. Well, definitely he's not worth that contract, but he's... He, he he's he'll be better. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Um, just one more final thing that I saw the other day. Uh, LeBron is LeBron is ch- changing his number from six back to twenty three. Uh, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is in recognition of Bill Russell to pay respects. But I don't think that was the right decision, in my opinion. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you mean by that? Uh, I think a lot of there was talks of whoever got was wearing to number six initially was just going to be grand grandfathered in. If you don't know what that means, just after they leave the team or they retire, that number would just go along with them. But LeBron wearing number six has such a big significance on his career, especially in Miami winning two chips there. So, and he wore number six to I think represent his son or something. So I don't know why the changing of six after wearing it for a season or two is normal, or like is justified. I, I don't know. It just seems weird to me that he would want to switch from 23 to six and back to 23 again. I think a large part of that has to do with like being superstitious. I know pa- players feel comfortable in certain numbers. And if they do play in a different jersey number, you know, they, they don't feel like they play right. So I think, you know, part of that. 23 i mean a lot of people a lot of great players wear 23 you know mj being one of those and i feel like i think that's what that influence is there and i think lebron i think mj had that big influence on lebron and i feel like in a way he's trying to represent that and I've, and on top of like the superstition as well even though he's won two chips with numbers with number six like i guess that's just how he feels. I feel like just being comfortable out there and what he's okay. And I feel like I guess six didn't work out for him, which is why he's making that switch to twenty-three. Austin, yeah. Honestly, I don't care what he wears, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what he wears. He can wear whatever he want. Honestly, like I, I, I feel like I mean, if I had to, you know, I have to make an opinion. Like I think that. When he changed his number back to six, it was because AD was coming back on the team, and he wants to give AD number number twenty three, and then something happened where AD wore number three, and it's the jersey sales. Yes, yeah, it was the jerseys. Yeah. Like they already made all the jerseys, and LeBron was like, "Oh, I guess I'll just wear this number." And now that he has a chance to switch back to twenty three, yeah, like if he wants to do it, go ahead. Like twenty three is is what he's going to be known as. Like that's his number at the end of the day. Like he had his best season in twenty three. He won his most important chip in 23 mm-hmm. that's the number that's gonna be synonymous with lebron whether you like it or not so i don't i don't give a i don't give a fuck honestly what he wears, man. Yeah. <laughs> it switches to number 68 i would love to see that dude yeah honestly if it's comfortable bro like asma said if he's comfortable he's comfortable that's all mm. that matters like, i can what's only your, wear number 13 yeah you're, you're number 13 right of course what's your is yours number 11 11 yeah 11 okay i'm 14 so that's, that's oh crazy. you trying to be one better than me come on <laughs> oh, all right let's move on to the tier list because i'm excited for that tier list okay yeah of course we have a tier list that we're going to bring up right now that which has all the nba teams on them and we're going to be ranking uh each of these nba teams based on how we think they're going to be doing next season and i think it's regular season and playoffs right yes so yeah, we're gonna be ranking pretty much our our best teams for the entire season, and the tier list right here is gonna be how we're gonna be doing that. So Ryan, how do you want to start this off? All right. So my thought process right now, we you can see the order: the Rockets number one, and the Mavs in last, right? So I think we should all discuss a little bit 
talk about where we think each team is is holding up, and then we'll just place them. You know, right. that's I pretty. Think I think before we even straight start with that, we should discuss like what S A B and B C D would kind of mean for us, right? Like we need to establish what the tiers mean for us, right? Yeah. All right. So right off the bat, S tier, I think cream of the crop, the best of the best. That means you're a contender or a championship contender. Like for sure you will be in the finals conversation. So there should be like four teams in there. That's, I don't know. Four to, four to six teams in my opinion. It can be however much we want, right? What if I want every team in there, Ryan? Like... All right, every team in there. Hell, let's put Detroit in there. <laughs> That's fair enough. But yeah, I think those are the championship contenders. These are the teams that everyone will be expecting to see make some make a lot of noise. Right. I, I think the rest are, are pretty. I think A could be like playoff contenders, like teams you you could see make it to like the conference finals mm-hmm. around there. That that would be A. B would be like playoff, like just like they'd be fine for a playoff spot. Like you know they'd be in the playoff mix. Mm-hmm. C's like middle of the pack. Right middle of the pack, like, spot, like almost yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then D's like, you know, tanking. Tanking, yeah, D's exactly. Tanking. And then C is like, playing, like playing slash. Yeah, yeah, trash. that's fair. Playing slash trash, <laughs> dude. That's what C is. That's fair. Enough. That's fair. I think. I think that's. that's, that's, that's yeah. Good. All right. How do you want? Uh, you want to start with the Rockets? Yeah, we could definitely ask him. Where, where do you think the Rockets would go? Okay, let's see. So based off what I got, so like initially before the addition of Van Vliet and Brooks, I would have put them in the uh, D category. But because of that, those two additions, I think they're going to be key additions for the season. So I'm going to put them in the C category for now. I feel like Van Vliet, he has that vet experience with him. And I feel like in Houston, that situation right now, they got a bunch of young guys there, and I think Van Lee's going to play that voice and kind of, like, helping these guys grow into that next player. I, I definitely agree with that. I also mm-hmm. had them deep before that all happened, but someone like Van Vliet being on that team just kind of changes everything. I feel like having one leader on a team of young, emerging players does make that difference, and it kind of separates them from being just a team that's on the bottom to a team that could you could see make some noise, like kind of how Utah did, did last season. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, uh, I think, last episode, I love the addition of Van Vliet. He's a veteran, undrafted, all-star veteran that's coming to a team full of lottery picks, and he'll show them what true grit is. He'll show them what true hard work is. So I think, I don't think they will be a playoff team, but per- perhaps a play-in team. So I think C is justified. Yeah, but we we actually all agree on that. that that's, that's quite interesting. All right, hopefully this... This continues. Yeah, we done in like ten minutes, dude. <laughs> and I think for this, we could we could definitely do one where Asman goes first, Ryan goes second, and I can go third. So yeah, of course. I, I, yeah, we can definitely do that. So I guess we're ready to move on to the, to the Miami Heat. Your favorite team, Asman. My okay. Oh, am I gonna start with the Heat? Okay. Uh, so the Heat. Uh, I would not put them in the S tier. Like, yes, mm-hmm. they made the playoffs. I mean, they made the championship, the finals. They were fighting Denver for the chip. But I feel like the guys there, like, aside from Jimmy and Bam, like, who else is there to really step up? I know Tyler Hero, he had his issues. He had injuries. He came back late and came back during the finals. I don't think he played that big of a role. Oh, he did. didn't, even, didn't even play. He got, he got cleared, bro. He got, he got cleared. <laughs> he got cleared and said, nope. 
had the meanest yeah, jelly of all time. Tyler Hero doesn't even want to play there, and I, I'm pretty sure there are rumors <laughs> that he's trying to he's trying to get out. Well, not trying to get out, but they're trying to trade him, get someone for, like Dame. For Dame. Yeah. Yeah, come back. But uh, Miami, I would definitely put them in that the A, A rank. Yeah, I, I think I think he's actually a pretty justified spot. I was kind of juggling between S and A, but when when I looked at them through la- through last season, especially in the playoffs, I mean their their next few best players were. It was Max Bruce and Gabe Vincent for like most of the playoff run, and those two guys are gone now. Of course, they're bringing back Hero, but Jimmy Jimmy's great. Bam obviously can improve. Martin has been really good for them, but past Hero, it's like it's just a whole bunch of nothing. It feels like it's like players that just should not even be rostered. It feels like, and Larry's getting old too. He kind of, it feels like this is kind of his last season. It feels like there are rumors of him like kind of being done. Like he was barely playing any minutes. So I feel like Larry's time might be over. So that's the only thing I kind of took into account to kind of bump them down. But if it, if if Shrews or Vincent stayed, I probably couldn't have seen them staying in S tier. On paper, the Heat look like a B team. On paper, these names don't stick out to you. They're not eye popping. You're not like yo, like whoever that third string guy, hey, like Highwood, Haywood, Haywood, mm-hmm. Haysmith, bro. That guy yeah. was goaded. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I I would not know who that was. I still don't know him, but I think Miami, despite uh, despite all that, they find a lot of hidden potential, and I think they're going to do it again this year. I don't think they will make it too far in the playoffs because I think that the teams in the East have gotten a little better, and uh, considering all that, they're not in a B team. They're better than that. If you have Jimmy, you're better than B, so I think... A is justified, but I think anytime this during the season they can slip down to B. Not S for sure though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean thinking with the East, I feel like now more than ever, it's probably gonna be the most wide open that not I guess not wide open. There's there's really two contenders for me in the East. The rest of those teams all kind of fall into like they can fight for the finals. Like you, we'll see one of these guys or like two of these teams that are in here that you could see make fight it for the finals. Like I feel like Philly is kinda of out of contention now. Like I think Philly's mm-hmm. We've seen it time and time again. They've just choked too much. Like they're not a contender anymore. So other than Philly, like I think Miami is probably the next best team. And if, if you're one of the top four teams in in the East, like you could definitely make the finals. Mm-hmm. So I I think I think A S would probably be a decent spot. Yeah, but uh, again, I don't expect them to stay in A entering the season. It's if they make the playoffs, they jump straight to an S team. Like that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, Boston. I think I, this I, one. Yeah, but yeah, you think you should go for this one, right? Yeah, I think I think we should just like one, two, three. You know, like I don't know, I don't know if your Discord streams like that, but it's Austin, Asin, and then me. But if you guys want to stick with that, that's cool. Yeah, we can do Asin, Ryan. Wait, what are we doing, Ryan? Because I think we all have it differently. Yeah. So Austin, you presented first with Houston. Hmm. Asin did Miami, so I'll do. I'll be. I'll be third. All right, let's go. All right, okay. Uh, Boston. I think uh, most of us have this in the S tier. I think Boston, regardless of who they who they have, who they don't have, I think they're just a very strong team all throughout. At the end of the day, they just need to be have that team chemistry a little bit stronger, have more reliance on one another, and uh, but all throughout, they're just a very Strong team altogether, so S team in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I think that they're they're the one teams. I mean, I mean they 
they signed Jalen Brown to that big contract. That's where you're expecting them to be, right? Mm-hmm. They're a championship contender, time timeout. We've seen them make the conference finals, make the finals. They're one of these teams that I feel like they're not going away for the for at least the next five seasons. So yeah, they definitely gotta be an S for me. Yeah, same for me. I think consistency is gonna be like the biggest issue. Team chemistry could be also a big issue. Plus, maybe like trying to figure out when you know this lineup. They, you know, they just brought in Kristaps Porzingis. How is he gonna fit in with this group? Is he gonna be starting or is he gonna be coming off the bench? Is Al Horford gonna be starting or Robert Williams? How is it gonna look like? So I feel like chemistry and then trying to find that consistency throughout the season is gonna be their biggest issue. But for sure, like it's a no-brainer. I think Boston Celtics, their S-ranked team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Moving on to the Knicks, dude. I mean, these are one of the, this is one of the teams that. It's just like such a middle of the, of the playoff teams. Like it's, it seems like their home is B. I I just feel like B is just a good spot for them. They're one of these teams that you're, they're going to make the playoffs for sure. Like from from four to eight, you could definitely see them go anywhere. They have John Brunson, they have Randall, two of these guys that we've seen play some high level basketball, especially Brunson last playoffs. I mean, he was really impressive. And if RJ Barrett's going to get better, and if if the coaching could ever get better, I mean, that's one thing I feel like is holding them back. Uh, but other than that, they're middle of the middle of the pack playoff team. Like I expect them to be somewhere between six to like five to five to eight, somewhere in that range. So yeah, they, they should they should be just a B level team next season. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for New York, they're uh, very high B, like B plus tier. If there was one, high B tier. Uh, <laughs> this very consistent team, the last the last two seasons. No, not the last two, but ever since Jalen Brunson got there, very consistent team. Um, they don't really slouch that much, but they're not really anything too amazing either. But they're just, you know, I, I'd exp- I'd be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs. Right. They were like the Toronto Raptors for a few years. <laughs> Disrespectful. Like, no, okay, but uh, I'd say New York has a good shot at making it to the semifinals, the like second round. But uh, aside from that, I'm not expecting too much. So B tier. Have they made any significant additions to that team? To the uh, to the Knicks, any signings? The big one I remember is losing Derrick Rose, but that's yeah, losing Obi Toppin too. Divincenzo? Oh shit! Wait, they, they, did they add Divincenzo? I have no idea, but like that's I think did, yeah. if, if, I, like there's nothing too big. Like I don't, I didn't see a like significant free agency signing, which is why I, I didn't feel like they were an A level team. But I feel like they're a solid. Like they're gonna make the playoffs. Like. Like what Ryan said, I would be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs. So I think they're they're perfectly in the middle, the B, the B mm-hmm. level. High B tier, high B tier. And, and you're you're expecting some growth from guys like Quentin Grimes and and Emmanuel quickly. Like those are two of the guys that have been in their farmhouse for long enough. We've seen them grow throughout the few years that they've been there. And I think if those guys can get better, yeah, like B B plus, and you could definitely see them making a run for maybe even A by the end of the season if those guys really show to be those role players that they need, then yeah, definitely they can make it. I think there's just one disappointment with New York is RJ Barrett. Like I just keeps him, I keep seeing him put up the same stat line every year. And I don't know. I just keep expecting more, but I guess I, I can't. He's Canadian. What do you expect? Man? He's, just, <sighs> he's trash, dude. <laughs> As in, are we moving on to Detroit? I guess we're moving on to Detroit. Okay, so what's happening in Detroit? They signed Monty Williams. Easy Esther. Oh. <laughs> Easy oh. Esther. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, for sure. Put them up there. Put them right up there. Let's go. Oh, no, put them in front of the Celtics. In front of the Celtics. Oh, in front of the Celtics. Okay, okay. My bad. Yeah, there you go. Right, so, make, a, make a new row above, dude. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that situation. Uh, Monty Williams is there. Detroit is a, a group with a bunch of young guys. Cade. Uh, you got Ivy in there. Duran's also a, a big a, a young guy who has a lot of potential. And I feel like they're not going to make a lot of noise this season, So, which is why I'd put them in that D level. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, they just went from all the way top to... Greatest fall off of all time. <laughs> no, nah, but it's agreed. Uh, they don't have that... I don't think they have that... They're not meshing together as well yet. Cade's uh, been out injured, uh, and a lot of them young guys are still very raw. So we need to see what they're made of. Monty Williams needs to like mold them into shape for a bit more and we'll see what they can amount. Maybe in two seasons they can hit up a B tier, but right now comfortably in D. Yeah, and the signing of Monty Williams kind of kind of proved that Detroit's they're going to be in this for the long haul. I mean, you have Cade who I think is one of the best young players in the league. Like he's yeah. on the level of Anthony Evers in my opinion. Like I think he could be that guy in the future. But you have so much young projects. Like, like Asma said, Duran. I mean, he's like the youngest player in the league at this point. Or for last season, he was the youngest player in the league. You have Killian Hayes, Hamidou Diallo, Beef Stew on that team, Isaiah Stewart. Like, yep. These are all guys that you could see becoming something in the future. But for, for the time being, like they're going to be trash for at least the next two seasons. So, yeah, D is like, that's that's their home right now for sure. I mean, like, you still have a lot of, not to say untapped, but like these guys... Guys, I can still do something like uh, Marvin Bagley and uh, James Wiseman. Like these guys, yeah, yeah, these guys, they're not that good. But I don't know. Maybe they can become solid double double guys in the future. But we'll see. You you just need a jump from one of those guys. Like one of those guys needs to need to hit hit a jump, and you're you're golden. I'm betting it's Wiseman. You bring it's Wiseman. He's pissed that Golden State sold him off. He should be pissed so, at himself for being so shit, man. God damn. Yeah. Man could even <laughs> score in the G League, bro. Like, this guy is... He's washed, bro. He's washed <laughs> at 23. At 23? <laughs> All right. Milwaukee. We're looking at maybe a D tier, C tier. Yeah. I think that's accurate. <laughs> put him in, in S. We know, we know where they stand. Uh, Giannis does Giannis things. They still kept the core together, like Drew Holiday's there. Uh, they locked up Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez for another few years. Like, I don't see anything wrong with the Bucks. They just need to not choke as much in the playoffs, stay healthy during that time. And I think they're still a championship contender every single year. Yeah, d- definitely the case. I mean, they- they've been one of the best teams in the league for the past, I don't know how long, ever since Giannis kind of popped up, they've been one of the best teams in the league. Five years? Yeah, five years, right? They've won a championship. They have the same core going on. Like, everyone's back. Middleton's back. Brooke Lopez is back. Like, they're still going to be one of the best teams in the East, and they're one of two contenders for me in that conference, and there's a reason why they're in S. Mm-hmm. As well? Yeah, Milwaukee, Milwaukee doing Milwaukee things. Like, Giannis doing Giannis. Uh, Middleton, always consistent every year around. I know he had injuries, but I feel like he's going to come back this season, be the usual Middleton. Drew Holiday, solid defender. Awesome. He, and he could score, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else they got? Brooke Lopez. Last year, what he, he finished like number one or number two in blocks. I think number and rebounds too. He was a DPOY candidate too, which yeah, is he was. all NBA yeah. candidate even. At there some point in the season, he was yeah. 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 So Milwaukee doing Milwaukee things. There, I think it's an automatic S level team. Do you think they're 
ahead of Boston, or do, is, does the, the tier list look right right now? Ahead of Boston? I don't know. I feel like it go either way. I, I'm going to stick know. with like... Boston ahead. I think Boston's still better than Milwaukee right now. I feel like home court advantage would play like a huge role in this, but like I, I think Boston. What do you mean? They're both green. <laughs> you <You're> right. <laughs> One of the fan bases are racist, though. That's that's the only difference, dude. I mean, I guess you're right. <laughs> I personally, I personally think Milwaukee is probably better than Boston. Like I just, I think I've seen more from them that that would prove that they're one of the best teams, and they they've had the best record for so long. This is the only that season is true. where they've been, like. If they didn't get bounced in the first, you'd expect them to be in play for the finals. So I probably think they're better, but they're they're kind of fifty fifty, I guess. Well, I think everyone's concern is that Milwaukee isn't as healthy, so that's kind of what puts me with Boston in front. And their guys are getting older too. Yeah, exactly. So, but I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee is better than Boston this season. And this next team that that we're about to hit up, the Toronto Raptors, I feel like this is, is a just tough one. Such a hard one, man. Like we got the Pistons, the Bucks, two easy ones to rank. The Raptors, I think, have the most movement going on. I'm a Raptors fan, so like you would think I have some bias, but I personally think that this is a C level team. C tier, yep. I think it's a C tier team. I, I think the the losing Van Vliet to the Rockets means so much to this team. He took a lot of their shots. He. he had the like I think he had the most usage on that team. Like he was pretty much their whole offense. And yeah, you have Scotty Barnes that you expect to get better. You have Gary Trent coming back. You have Grady Dick coming in. You still have Siakam, even though I think he might get moved before the deadline. This is one of those teams where you can kind of see where the direction is going, whether Masai wants it or not. I think the Raptors are, are looking towards a rebuild. And by the end of the season, if I'm taking into account the whole thing, I think the Raptors are, are probably going to be down from the from the ten to twelve kind of range, in mm-hmm. my opinion. It's a tough, tough time to be a Raptors fan. That's what I'm going to say. For real, I don't know. I feel like that team they have they have too much talent. Like, what's that starting lineup going to look like? Schroeder, uh, OG at the two, maybe Scotty Barnes at the three, Siakam at the four, Pirtle at the five, and then you have Trent off the bench. That's crazy. Grady Dick. Uh, That's crazy. Actually, yeah, that, young Otto Porter. That team just has two. Too much talent. I feel like they don't have enough uh, of a vet presence to really kind of like orchestrate what's happening. They the have right too now. much talent, but they don't have a star star player. It's like a team full of really good role players. Yeah. But like you can win some, but if you don't have your alpha dog lead, leading you, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Like they're going to be in the middle of a pack, and I think they should just aim to rebuild, in my opinion. Yeah, and we've seen that. This season, like they didn't, they didn't reach expectations, but they also played kind of poorly as well. Like we thought we'd they'd do better than what they did this season. At least that's what I thought. They'd. Yeah, I think with the Raptors is I really feel like they could definitely go from C to like easily B if they just played the right way last season. I think Siakam he has a chance to be one of those guys in my opinion. But the only thing is that the the coaching was just so bad. I mean, you give Van Vliet the ball. Nine times out of ten in the last two minutes, what do you expect? Of course, we're not going to win the game. He's going. He's going to chuck the ball. Siakam, time in and time out, has proved that he is one of the best. Like he's a really good player in the clutch, in my opinion. He has the game to, to, like his game is tailored to the clutch. Mid range mm-hmm. jump shots, attacking the rim, making the right passes. Like I think Siakam definitely could be one of these guys that you could 
have as like your best guy on your team. And, and if he is the best guy on your team and he gets played like that, he, get, he gets touches like that, we're going to be a playoff team. And even past that, I think Scotty Barnes, he was one of the best clutch players last year. He I was. Mean, we've seen so many. I watched so many Raptors games where he gets the ball during clutch time and he makes a right read eight out of ten times. It gets, it's insane, the growth. So I really think coaching and, and the cohesion amongst the whole team could make a big difference. Obviously, I think we're going to trade Siakam, which which um, kind of makes them like default and see. But if they keep Siakam and they want to compete, I think they could easily be B if they just get coached the right way. And if they give Siakam the ball because he is one of the best players in the league. Uh, I'm going to put... If I were you, I would put the Raptors ahead of the Rockets. That's just oh, this, what this I think. No order. This is no order. But oh, like, it's yeah, not an order? Okay. No. <laughs> I thought we were, we can, we can, thought we we were putting them in order. Yeah, we I thought we were. We can put them in order. They're probably yeah. the top of C if I have to say anything. Top of C, yeah. Top of C tier. All right. Addison, let's move on to All right. So the next team, oh, that's the Warriors. Okay, so... Okay, this is where controversy might start. Okay, so initially, I had the Warriors on the A level. And this is only because I feel like the Warriors played terribly during the regular season. Like, what they finished the regular season last year, they were, like, 7th or 6th and ended up playing the Kings, where I think were, like, 2nd or 3rd. I feel like yeah. when it comes to the regular season, you know, that's when they're just trying to figure things out. Things are a little rusty, and that's why, you know, they fall to what to a lower position, a lower rank. But I think come playoff time, that's when that playoff mentality comes in, that championship grit comes in, and I feel like that's what, you know, really gives them that S-level ranking. That's why they're deserving of that S-level. Steph Curry, you know, doing Steph Curry things, Klay Thompson doing Klay Thompson things, and you got Draymond as well. Also, you know, being that leader, being that voice, kind of guiding these guys on what to do. And I feel like that's why, hey, the Warriors are the S-level team. No disagreements. <laughs> yeah, no. I had the exact same reasoning. I ha- I had them in A prior to that, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized that if you're in the playoffs and you have to play against the Warriors, it's going to be a really tough series. You have arguably the best point guard in the league. You have a team that has so many smart players that have been in the playoffs time in and time out, have gone, gone through everything. They've lost in the finals. They've won in the finals. Like They've done all there is to do in the finals. They're in the just playoffs. doing side quests now. Yeah, it's like it's going to yeah. be tough to beat them no matter what team you are. So yeah, like by the time playoff comes, they're definitely an S-tier team. Like, they're just playing the same game over and over again. Like, you know how, like, you can beat the Elite Four and the champion, and now they're just doing it again and again now right now. Yeah. That, that's, how, that's how I see it. I think if Steph Curry, if you have Steph Curry in your prime, you're, you're an S-tier team. That's just how I see it. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. Minnesota. Hmm. This was a... Tough one. This is Loki a tough yeah. team. This one is Loki a... Ones. One of the tougher ones. Um, I thought about it for a while, and um, I kept going back and forth between B and C. Ultimately, I ended in C tier. I think the only bright spot right now on that team is Anthony Edwards. Uh, I think Gobert and Cat that isn't exactly working, and they're gonna have to ship probably Cat out to maybe bump up to a B tier. But by how the team's constructed, I think. The Raptors are actually still better than them because, okay. yeah, I still think, but I'll let you guys decide. I'll let you guys decide on that. Okay. Yeah. I personally think the Minnesota Timberwolves are probably ahead of the Raptors just from the talent level and, and what you're expecting from next season. You you still have Conley, who is like a vet point guard that you yeah. kind of need for any of these teams and is going to be one of the best players in the league next season. Cat is, if fully healthy, can be. One of the best big men in the league. Like I, like, a few years ago, I had him as like the fourth best center in the league. 
and you still have Gobert, who is the best defend the best center defender in the league. Like this is a team that all they need is a good run, stay healthy, mesh well. Like, of course, the whole thing with Cat and Gobert on the team, like being on the team together, it's it sucks. Like it's it's a hard fit to have, but if everything goes well, like. They, 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 I see them fine for a playoff spot, but for the time being, yes, he's right. I think they're still better than the Raptors. Just by the end of the season, I expect the Raptors to be down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I would have them over. All right, Asin, you're the tiebreaker. Are you playing? <laughs> well, uh, okay, yeah. For, so first, I do agree. Like, yeah, Timberwolves, they're a C-level team. My biggest issue with the Timberwolves was that Cat and the, uh, the Gobert duo at the five or the four, whatever position they play. I don't know why they traded for Gobert. It didn't work out. I don't know if it. I don't know if they're gonna make any improvements this season. Hopefully they do. I hope so. But just from the amount of talent that they have, I feel like they have more. The Timberwolves have a lot more talent on that team than the Raptors do. And I feel like Raptors, you know, they're still in that position, position, just trying to figure out how to play the game right right now after what happened last season. So I'd put the uh, the Timberwolves in front of the Raptors. Hi, there's a tiebreaker. Yeah, <laughs> tiebreaker. The town disparity, I think it, it was just too much for me. Like town disparity, yeah, clears. it's definitely there. Definitely there. I just think the Raptors just have so much better guys overall. You know, like you can obviously you can have like two ninety overalls and a high eighty overall with the Timberwolves, but if you have like solid, consistent eighty overalls throughout the Ra- Raptors uh, roster, I think that just puts them ahead. I think regular season. You could see that, that that being the case, but if you had to pin them against each other, the team with two 90 overalls and a high 80 is, is going to beat the other team Probably. like 9 out of 10 times. Like Probably. talent wins in, in the league at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so are we moving? We yeah. move on. Yeah, to yeah, the OKC Thunder. Uh, this was also a bit tough for me, and I, was, I, I wasn't arguing between, between D and C. I was arguing, arguing between B and C. I thought that Thunder definitely could make the jump this season. And ultimately, I thought to myself, if you're adding Chet Holmgren back to this team, which I believe he can be kind of like a, a Miles Turner. Like, if you look at Holmgren, even though he's a rookie, the role he's going to play on the team is kind of perfect. I mean, he's a tall player that can block shots. He can shoot threes. And he's not going to be really relied on to, like, bang with the with the big bodies. Like, they have a bunch of young guys that can switch between all the positions. Like, I think this team is really tired to make a playoff run this season. And especially with SGA playing the way he did last season. It doesn't seem like First a fluke team. to me the way he played it. Yeah, I don't think it's a fluke the way he played. Like, I think they're going to be one of the best teams coming out of the West. Not okay, whoa. but like ooh. five, <laughs> five to five to nine. I could definitely see them being in that mix, and I won't be surprised if they make the playoffs. So I personally have them in the B tier. End of B tier. End the B tier. Yeah. End of B tier. Yeah, that yeah. that sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, Chad Holmgren. Uh, like you said, despite being a rookie, I think. Uh, He's watched. He's been with the team for a whole year now, without even having to play. And redshirted it, yeah. Exactly. So now he's he's had an idea of how he could fit in, how he could work with the guys properly. And I know he hasn't played, but that doesn't mean he hasn't had like scrimmage or anything with them, right? So he definitely has some chemistry with Shea right now. Well, we're just we got we just got to see how that translates into the regular season and maybe even playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree as well. I'll put the Thunder in the B level team. Did they make the uh the playoffs? No, right? They, they made, made play the, in. Uh, the play they in. made play in, yeah. Okay. I to be honest, I wasn't expecting them to make the play in like at all that season. But the fact that they did that and the just the, the guys they have on, on that roster, they got a bunch of young guys, SGA, AD, Jalen Williams, and now you're you know, you're bringing back Holmgren, who's playing his first season. I feel like 
yeah, that that is a young team to watch, and they're going to be exciting to watch this season. So I would put them in that B level. End of B. End of B. <laughs> End of B. I just want to make that clear. They are not a high B team, but they could be. They could, they could be. be. But I can, not I can see them. I can see them making a push for like kind of where the Knicks are. Like I can see them being. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, as you're moving on to Hawks. Oh man, the Hawks. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, so what I what do I got here? I got okay. So this is like a battle between you know the B level and the C level. Now I know the Hawks. They lost John Collins. John Collins is now a Jazz, right? He went to the Utah yes. Jazz. Yeah, and then I know Trey and uh, Dejounte Murray. You know they had their issues this season. You know we thought they'd be a lot better. We thought, you know, that duo would make a lot of noise this season, but I didn't see that. Obviously, they had issues with coaching as well, but I still do believe they are a B-level team. I still feel like, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, you know, they're good, but not amazing, but they're not crappy as well, which is why I would put them in that B-level. Okay, I I watch a lot of 2K videos, and (laughs) 2K loves the Hawks. 2K loves Atlanta, especially in those simulations. And if they love them for a reason, that roster is constructed to potentially win. That's all I'm going to say on that. I think if Atlanta is um, winning simulations in a video game, um, they're, they're bound to be a middle-of-the-pack type of team. Easy proof. Yeah, that's just like yeah, concrete I think, proof right there. Exactly. <laughs> 2K. But... Uh, definitely not AT, A-level yet, but I think they just needed a whole season to work out between DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. And I think Austin's alluded to this before. John Collins was not getting his touches in Atlanta. And with the more open or uh, the more open looks that uh, both DeJounte and um, Trey Young can get now, especially without another big man in the mix over there, I think there could be some room for improvement this season so middle of the pack beats here i don't think they're worse than the thunder but i think they're definitely not better than the knicks i was actually i had them in c initially and i was like i had some pretty decent reasons for them to be c like i thought dejan tamar's defense was horrendous last season i, th- I think that the addition of like uh, you're probably gonna have to put okongu with more minutes and he can't mm-hmm. shoot the ball that well you lost herder last season like he really was one of the best players when they were in the playoffs so I thought, yeah, they'd probably have to be a C tier. I would put them on the same level as the Timberwolves. But Ryan did say, like, they really are constructed for the playoffs. You have Trey Young, who's who's like your your ball dominant point guard. You have DeAndre Hunter, who's like your three and D wing. You have Capella, who's hopefully going to be their center for the playoffs. But you have Sadiq Bay on that team as well, who I feel like is yes. going to make a lot of noise. Like he is their stretch four. He is their guy that they can rely on to fill the fill the role that John Collins probably couldn't for them because Sadiq Bay also can play some defense on the side as well. So I do think if they made, what well, didn't no they made, it wasn't conference finals no no they made oh, the wait. semifinals that one they season. made the did uh, I think two years ago they made the conference finals oh that it was, against wow. Milwaukee yeah yeah so if they can make it there with with a younger Trey Young with a younger roster like who says they can't make noise in the playoffs this like and I'm arguing for the seats here like I'm not arguing for the playoffs if they can have that level of a cap or that level of a uh, like if they can be an A level team in the past. Why not they can be a B-tier team this season? Especially with getting rid of something like Collins where it, it kind of was like a team cancer. I felt like I feel like a lot of players weren't that happy with their situation. 
if they're starting over fresh this season, then yeah, they could definitely be a B tier team. So where are you officially putting them? I would say B. Yeah. B. Okay. B. Worse than the Thunder. If okay, I personally think yeah, they're probably worse than the Thunder, but Ooh, okay. I think the consensus is I th- I think they're probably going to be middle, middle of the pack. What is that? As in, what do you think? Is, are they better? I'm in the middle of the pack right now because I feel like they got that experience, they got that playoff experience in them. Thunder, you know, still a young team, still trying yeah. to you know find their way. I would put the Hawks over the Thunder right yeah. now. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Sacramento, uh, to me this was an easy A. I think they proved themselves last season, and um, we were rooting for them during Game Seven of Warriors Kings. And although it was tough to see them take the L that game, uh, the Kings are exciting to watch. They are definitely playoff bound now with uh, Fox and Sabonis leading them, and um, well, their coach just won Coach of the Year. So I think they're going to work on that. And they still have Harrison Barnes. Like, if you have Harrison Barnes, you're probably an A tier team. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Like, I have them either in the top of B or the bottom of A. And I think the bottom of A is a good spot. And the one thing that I think that kind of separates them from being there is, honestly, Keegan Murray. I think the jump that Keegan Murray could take this season could really bolster them. He could be their third guy. He can be the guy that they can rely to or defer to when, when Fox maybe isn't having the greatest game. Sabonis can't get his touches. You can go to Murray. So I think with all that set in stone, Malik Monk coming off the bench, Davion Mitchell coming off the bench, like this is a really strong roster. And especially Herder. I'll, see, I love Herder. I love her. Mm-hmm. I talked about Herder with the Hawks. He his shooting if he's on on any given night he can be like clay thompson he can heat up and and pretty much carry your team so yeah i think that the kings are definitely a dangerous team next season yeah i agree i think mike brown did the impossible i had no idea that the kings were actually going to make the playoffs that season i mean last season the fact that they did and you know they went toe-to-toe with the warriors and i feel like you know the sky's the limit they're going to improve from where they did last season and they're going to be a, a good team to watch they're definitely going to be exciting i feel like you know that chemistry between sabonis and fox you know it's only going to get better from here and i'm just excited to see like who else can really you know step into that role and kind of help them help those two out harrison barnes harrison barnes. <laughs> Lyles, baby Trey Lyles, let's go all right and so i guess we're going to move on to the clippers i think the clippers the past let's say three years i guess were always set in stone as an S tier team. We always thought that they were like a championship contender, but I think this season you kind of have to take things aback, realize that these guys probably aren't going to play in the playoffs. <laughs> so I, I think that if fully healthy, they're an S tier team, but in my opinion, this season they're going to have to be an A tier team. You never know with Kawhi and PG. Uh, I mean, their, their roster has pretty much stayed the same. I mean, they lost Eric Gordon, which is pretty big, but you bring in Westbrook, who has proven them to be like really important. Uh, Zubox is still on the team. You saw, I th- is Plumlee still on the team? Or, I'm not sure. Is he? Uh, is Plumlee still on the team? Let me check. Not entirely sure. But if he is on the team, then he he's a really important piece for them. Like they've kind of been the same roster for the last few years. He's still there. He's still there. So, so they're pretty much the same roster except for Eric Gordon and adding Westbrook. I think they're probably gonna have to be an A tier team. You still have Kawhi and PG, who are the two primary players in the league, and if they're fully healthy, they can they can make a push for S. But I think for now they have to be an A. No disagreements there. I think they just need to care about the regular season a little bit. Uh, I still think they're better than the Heat. That's just what I think. Just because of the talent that surrounds that roster. And they have a two-time finals MVP on there. 
So I'm not going to say no to that ever. But I think they just have to care about winning a bit more in the po- uh, in the regular season to secure a safer spot in the postseason. And uh, if they make it there and Kawhi goes off like he did in 2019, easy, easily an S tier team. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any really significant improvements on that roster. I feel like you know every like during the regular season, the story's been the same with the Clippers. They got injuries here and there, and I feel like you know they could be an S level team. They could be you know we expect them to be you know playing for a championship, fighting for that championship. But it's just been the same narrative you know every single season. So I think you know they're an A level team for that reason. Load management, man, killing the Load league. Management. Which is crazy because last season, like their team looked like they're gonna be fully healthy, and then and then PG went down with the the was a hyper knee extension. Yeah, and then Kawhi actually popped off. Like Kawhi was going crazy in the playoffs, but it and, then, and then he got hurt again. Too. And then he got oh. hurt too. It's like we literally just called it, man. Like they got injured at the end of the season. So yeah, if, if it wasn't for, like I think last season they could have made a push for the finals, but it's just the same story like we all said, and there's a reason why they're in A. Yeah, that's why we're rooting for Westbrook. <laughs> give him the keys bro uh, definitely he's the number one option now are we moving on to utah moving on to utah jazz okay that's let's see where do i got the jazz okay i know the uh so the jazz made some noise last season though i think were they were they first in the west at one point <laughs> yes, they, yeah, were. they were they're like six they and were. see okay see that's what's like okay maybe they could go on that run again so i'm deciding between the c level and the level now i know they still guys they still got you know jordan clarkson's over there laurie markinen he made one hell of a jump uh walker kessler you know that the young guy the young guy at the five you know he's been putting up you know a lot of rebounds monster blocks as well better than gobert so much potential better but i don't see them making too much noise so i'm gonna put them in that d level hmm I'd have to agree. I, I think the Jazz, they, they were on a miracle run last year. Even though you add John Collins, like this team, I still don't expect to make that much noise, especially how competitive the West has been these last few years. Like, I love the Jazz. I love their guys. But at the end of the day, like, Markinen, Collins, Sexton, Clarkson, like, this is not a team that you would expect to be fighting for one of those playing spots. But are they better than the Rockets? I th- I say so. I think the the potential of the Rockets kind of puts them over the edge. You have Van Vliet, you have Jalen Green, who who is gonna probably make a jump this season. Dylan Brooks is an established three and D player. Jabari Smith is a really good center. You have Schengen still on the team. Mm-hmm. You have you have a lot of guys that you you can see make a lot of impact and, and win you games. But the Jazz, it just seems like it's a bunch of guys that are just throwing on a roster. I mean, Markin and Collins, how's that fit gonna work? Kessler is secure the five spot, and like no one's gonna take that from him. And then your guard situation, that's all kind of messed up. Clarkson's like the only one that you kind of believe in on that team. Yeah, now that you talk about it, they look like a pickup team at the YMCA. Like, I'm not, <laughs> Just like that. I'm not going to say they're a terrible team. Like I still think they're better than the Rockets, but judging by potential alone, the Rockets definitely sit way higher. So I'm not going to disagree with you there. I think bottom of C to D tier seems fair, but I would have leaned towards bottom of C. But I think D seems fair. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right, Denver. I don't know, man. Nah, I don't know, no, dude. Probably, uh, probably. I I think top of S tier. I think although they did lose Bruce Brown, 
I think, um, and he was such a big factor to their winning. I think Jokic and Murray, that's a cheat code, like you said. That will score you a bucket every single possession, and there's no stopping that. Like The league has not found a way to stop that play yet. So S-tier, at the top, maybe even second, 1-2 maybe, I'm leaning towards the first spot, so top of S-tier. Yeah, I'm definitely leaning towards the one spot. The reigning champions, the reigning champions, only lost like one player in the offseason. Maybe even I think lost like, maybe lost Jeff Green as well to the Rockets, but that's it. That's it's all it's you Rockets. Lose. It's yeah, Rockets. It's the, like, you only lose two players that were playing like end of rotation minutes for you. I mean, Bruce Brown's playing a lot of minutes, but like you still have your core players, and all these guys are, are still relatively young. Like they're all under thirty, it seems like. So they're probably going to get better. So if if you're bringing back the same roster, and you're looking at them in the playoffs. And especially like Ryan said, like they have a play, the Yokes are pick and roll. No one can stop it. Like the, the Warriors try stopping it, the Lakers try stopping it, and this, who in the finals again? The Heat, the, <laughs> the Heat couldn't stop it. I mean, this is like these are one, this is one of the teams that you'd expect to be making a run for the finals for the next three, at least three years. So yeah, they got to be S tier for me. Yeah, that core of theirs, you know, that's that's secured. Jamal Murray. Jokic, you got AG as well. Plus you got oh uh, Caldwell Pope. Yeah, huge, KCP. Huge, huge. And I, I don't. They didn't lose to. I mean, yes, Bruce Brown, significant loss, but you know they're still a contending team. They're gonna be fighting for that championship next season. Like no surprise. That wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, it's it's not a surprise. I think, Moving that, on. I think that was yeah, that was pretty set in stone over there. <laughs> I get a really a pretty tough team to to rank, but I I think. I think the tier is probably obvious, but the placement of it kind of can move around. I have them in the C tier. B tier, yeah. But I'm just not sure where I would place them. They have DeRozan, they have Levine, they have Pat Williams. Like, they have guys that I like, and obviously they don't have Lonzo next season. But it's just how effective are these guys going to be together? And that's really what's going to kind of shift them. Either either I think they're going to be in between the, the Raptors or the Rockets or in between the Timberwolves and the Raptors. I think they're better than the Raptors. That's yeah. just what I say, because like you said about the Timberwolves, 290 overalls are going to be at an 80 overall. <laughs> but, <Fair enough. laughs> but I think DeRozan and Levine, although that duo hasn't worked amazingly well, uh, they can make some noise. We've seen it uh, two years ago when they were like the first seed for a while. And even though Vucevic is not where I want him to be, I think he can still do... He can still be serviceable in that rotation. So uh, Chicago doing their own thing there. Like I don't really care about them to be honest right now. Uh, they can just chill and see tier. Maybe try and make a play in and then get destroyed in the first round. For all I care. Yeah, with the narrative with Chicago, like I don't. It's kind of hard to tell. You know what they're trying to achieve with you know that that lineup, that roster that they have. Levine and DeRozan. Like how do they work out? Vucevic, he ain't the same guy he was in Orlando. You know, there's there's just more more of a talent on this team than there was on uh, the Magic. But Lonzo was their anchor. I feel like I feel like everything was kind of coherent. Everything kind of flowed with Lonzo. You know, handling the ball. But and once he was gone, you know, everything was kind of like staggered. Yeah. We had DeRozan hand, handling the ball like a few times, and then Levine kind of like you know, he was he disappeared. He was gone for a bit, and then Levine tried to make some noise, and then Vucevic would kind of get lost in the, like in the mix of those two so uh, i think yeah the sea level i don't would we say they're worse than the timberwolves 
I think Ant's the best player out of that entire organ like but the two organizations combined, I think Anthony Edwards is the best player. So yes. <laughs> and you could argue Cat's better than than Levine as well. Like Levine has really fallen off last season, so and and I think what you said about Lonzo, okay, here's the thing, man. I've also in the in the bottom uh, of my heart, man. Lonzo, in my opinion, if you need to have any point guard for a roster that's not an all star, give me Lonzo. Give me he Lonzo. He literally did everything on the court that you would want him to do: defend, shoot, play, make, guard like one through four. Like he did everything, man. He he was selfless. He was he was a good teammate. Never gets into trouble. Doesn't get technicals. Cool, cool headed, like. He was the best point. Like I might feel like I really love Lonzo, man. And to see him get hurt like that, it sucks so much. Cause when when they did have Lonzo and like when when that first season when they had Caruso, Lonzo, DeRozan, Levine, Vucevic, they were it, popping off. They were it was really a good. Scary team. It was scary. Like you could lo- definitely see them making a push for the finals. Like that's how good they were. And yeah, once Lonzo went down, that was <sighs> over. Like I hate that people are gonna think Lonzo's a bust. I don't think Lonzo was a bust. Like he Not- was. Well, he was looking like an all-star caliber point guard, especially after he fixed his shot. It hurts my heart so much to hear about the story of Lonzo because everyone thinks he's shit, man. He was really good. That just sucks so much. Oh, my God. Lonzo carried the bull so hard that he broke his knees. Like, yeah. that's just that's, that's just how, yeah. <sighs> Prayers up, man. Prayers up. For real. Uh, move on. <laughs> Ooh, New Orleans. Okay, where did I got them? Okay, so... Okay, so the situation with New Orleans. Guys, you know, they, they have their issues with injuries. You know, Zion being one of those huge I'll players who can make a significant impact <laughs> on that team. Uh, Brandon Ingram also has his uh, injuries here and there with that finger. Or was it a toe? I don't know. Toe, f- leg, finger. I there's just, always yeah. some sort of... <laughs> there's just something here all around. <laughs> For real, there's always some with that, uh, with Lonzo and... Lonzo with Ingram and with Ingram and Zion, which is why like I had, it was tough because I had them in the C level, see them either being like a high C or low B, but like finally in the end, like I put them at a low B. Cause I feel like you know if everyone's healthy, you know that talent is there. That's yeah. the team that can make noise. I definitely agree. Um, I personally would put them over the Thunder. I still think the Thunder are still a little unproven. But the Pelicans, when they have Zion, they're a they're a what, a top one team? Top, yeah, top, they, they were, were fighting. Nasty. Yeah, they were they were a top team in the league, bro. Best like offense in the NBA when he Exactly. Was playing, yeah. And you cannot discount the, the the talent they have around him. You have Brandon Ingram being your number two option, CJ McCollum being your three, like that's crazy. Like if CJ McCollum's your number three option, you are in for a treat. But um, injuries are a big factor there. Big concern with um, just health and the controversy surrounding their star players. So definitely not an A team, but I don't think C's, C, C's doing them dirty. B yeah. tier is fine. C's doing them dirty. I, I think they're personally part behind the Knicks, and I, I would see them rattling for the Knicks for the, for the top, top level. Okay, league, okay. In my opinion, just because the Hawks, like, I can see them, I can, I can see them arguing them for C. From, in my opinion, like I can see them maybe falling down to see the Pelicans if they're fully healthy. Ingram, Zion, McCollum, like you said, that's a core that you like that could win you a championship. And like I could definitely see a world where that wins you a championship. Obviously, the issue is injury. Like the Knicks have been way too consistent, and they're I not think injury it, prone. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're not injury prone. 
<laughs> so I, th- I think B's definitely a safe spot for them. And I personally, like, do, do you guys think that they could be better than Atlanta? Like, is, is putting them here yeah, justified? Yeah, they're oh, actually pretty. They probably could. Okay, so yeah. I, I think this is, like, kind of a perfect spot for them. Okay. Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I want to say this one was easy, but then when I looked at the roster again, I couldn't say it was. So I want to put them at mid-C level. I think the talent that they have is not playoff eligible. It could be play-in eligible, but most likely they're going to be sitting in the middle of the pack next season, especially if not too much attention will be focused on them. I think still worse than the Raptors, maybe. But okay. yeah, but um, we could see them pop off maybe to top of C tier at the end of the season. Yeah, I, I personally, I think the Nets, like, a team that is so cohesive, a team that loves each other, a team that can play, like, in and out with each other, like, Mikhail Bridges, Claxton, Cam Johnson, Ben Simmons, if he comes back, you have Cam Thomas still on the team. Like, this is a team I, I could see kind of make a push for for, for top of the seat tier because Mikhail Bridges, he's proven to be one, one of the premier young players in the league. I mean, he's the best. The, I don't the know. Nets, they, yeah, they didn't want to trade him for anybody, it seemed like, when they first got him. So if you have someone like that that you can you can rely on so much, and you have guys that are coming back that are all pretty much young guys, class and hopefully gonna be better the next season. I personally think that they're probably better than the Bulls, like just just from for just for next season, but and by the end of next season, but C C is probably justified for them. Yeah, I agree. C level I think is the the suiting level for the Nets. Uh, would I put them behind the Raptors? I think the chemistry for the Nets. You know, it's more significant. Like, we could actually see them connect better than the Raptors, which is why I would put them over the Raptors. Could they mm. beat the Bulls? That's a... No, I don't think so. I feel like the Bulls got that talent. But, like, I do love the situation there in the Nets. Bunch of young guys um, still trying to find their way. They got a... Who else? Dinwiddie, Claxton, Mikel Bridges could be a, a significant player. Next season, I feel like you can definitely make they're that. Just the, they're just the 2017-18 Nets again. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> so I think, yes, the C level is perfect for the Nets right now. Hmm. Okay, All right. we move on to the Philadelphia 76ers. In the past, they, they've looked like an S-tier team, but I think I think we've proven it now, just from last season, they're, they're probably an A-tier team. And, and I'll, I'll probably have them, I would have them personally over the Kings, just because I think the Kings, like, if there was a, if there was like a, in between between A and B, the Kings would probably be there. But I think they're probably at the end of A at, at, at this level just because Embiid is a playoff choker. Harris is a playoff choker. Even though he, he has had a really significant role in everything Harden else. Harden is like, a playoff choker. Harden's a playoff choker for sure. And you don't have anyone else you can rely on. Like, Maxi's the only guy that, that has actually proven to be pretty decent in the playoffs, which which is kind of sad because Embiid's supposed to be that guy. Like, you're, the guy that you're giving the ball to probably fourth out of those guys is going to be your, your best player. It sucks. And until they prove it otherwise, they're, they're probably sitting stone with A. Just, just like in the Clippers situation where until we see it, they're probably going to have to stay in this area. I think that's a perfect spot. I think better than the Kings, but can't, can't do anything to defeat the Heat. Like, that's just <laughs> that's how I see it. I think the 76ers are just stuck at the top and can't make it past that hump. All right. They're like the yeah. Clippers from the Lob City era, in my opinion. They just got hurt by injuries, though, in my opinion. Well, both of them did. Lob City and Philly have been 
I feel like, no, but like this season, like, bro, they're just shit. Oh, like this, this season, yeah, they, this postseason, they were shit. I don't yeah. think the Clippers ever played like shit, per se. Like, it's like Blake gets injured, CP gets injured. Blake gets injured, and CP gets injured. <laughs> it, it, it's a pattern, like. bro. Yeah, it actually was. It's like uh, my turn, your turn. Take, they're taking turns, you know? Yeah, they're taking turns. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Asvin, any thoughts? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I could say, like, Embiid's a force. Like, if that dude's in his zone, like, no one's stopping him beat, but like the one thing that makes you know the Philly I think suiting for that A level is just the way they performed in the playoffs. Like it's it's been the same story, no improvements, but I wouldn't say like they're a B level team. I think that talent on that Philly roster is good for an A level. I think if they could improve on what how like how they perform in the playoffs, they would definitely be an S level team. Mm-hmm. It's sad to see the process just go to waste. No, it's not. I'm beat to cry, baby. Good riddance, bro. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay. Cleveland's an interesting one because Cleveland? I ex- I expected them to do so well last year, right? But as in, what do you think? <laughs> I so from what I put, so I put the the Cavaliers at the B level. I feel like you know that roster. That's a nice young roster with you know Garland at the one. Mitchell at the two. Who's at the three? Isaac Okoro? Is that the dude at the three? Shetty yeah. Osman? Isaac Okoro. I have no idea. Definitely they they got to fix that, though. If they're if they trying to make that jump to an A-level team, I feel like they got to fill in that gap in the, the three spot. So I don't think Isaac... I haven't seen Isaac Okoro play, but I don't think he's, you know, that guy to make he's that, not that guy. big of an impact. Oh, okay, see, there we go. Evan <laughs> Mobley, I feel like he could take that next big jump. Defensive player of the year, maybe. And then Gerald Allen, solid five. Definitely, definitely. I think, um, I think the playoffs that the playoff run they had against the Knicks were the one was the one that disappointed me because I, I loved how that team was constructed with that um, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland one two punch, and then you're you're solid defend defensively with uh, Mobley and um, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, not Isaiah Mobley, but just, just had to make that clear. Uh, I think they're the best B tier team. Could definitely jump up to A tier, but they have to perform in the playoffs. Like you can't just do exceptionally well during the regular season and they say, "Ah, fuck it, let's just do the same thing we did." No, playoffs is a different atmosphere. Cleveland needs to step up. Mm. But aside from that, top of B tier. I I personally have them in the bottom of A. I have them behind the Kings. Just. I couldn't even see them making, making it above the Kings. Even though the Kings had a really good playoff run last year, you have Mitchell who, like before the playoffs started, he people were arguing him between him and Booker. Like people were really making the argument of who's better still. And Garland was performing exponentially in the time that he's been, he's been there. Mobley probably is going to make a jump next season that I think he could be a defensive player of the year candidate. Allen, of course, solid five. But if if I project the jump to be that big. I I think they're they're guaranteed a playoff spot for sure, and I could really could see them making a push for maybe even maybe even the four seed four even four three seed. I think that's where they land, and if they're in that area, I probably have to put them in A. But obviously, like top of B is definitely logical too. Mm-hmm. Indiana. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure if we were moving on. <laughs> Indiana. Um. So. They have Tyrese, 
They have Buddy. They have Bruce Brown. They have Turner. Obi Toppin, exactly. And George Hill, but... Uh, <laughs> White skin <Dolan>. Indi- <laughs> The OG. Indiana's not looking that promising to me, to be honest. I might have to put them in bottom of C or even D tier. That's fair enough. In my opinion, I think Indiana is like... probably. I'd probably put them above the Rockets, in my opinion. But definitely C slash D tier team. Like it's a team that they have a bunch of young guys that they could make the jump. They could make that plan jump. Like they like Halburn is is amazing. He's one of the best young guys. Halburn in the is league. one of the best guys in the league. Turner is probably the best three and D center other than Lopez. But like, he's probably the next like three and D center. Like that's the archetype. He's probably the next one up. And Ben Mathurin's still on the team. You still have other young promising guards like Andrew Nemhard on the team. You have I don't know what's, what's that one guy from the Raptors. I'm blanking on his name. No, that's the O'Shea Brissett. You have O'Shea Brissett on the team. Chris yeah. Rodgers on the team. Like, it's the young guys on the team that you could definitely see contributing. I personally think Buddy Heald's gone by the trade deadline. Mm. And if that's the case, then they're probably stuck in C tier. Just don't see them making much noise, right? Yeah, just a, yeah. a very boring team. I was going to put them like high D level. I guess C level is also fine as well. Low C. Are they better than the Jazz? Yeah, better than the Jazz. Like better than the Jazz. Are they better than the Rockets? Probably not. not. Probably yeah, not. So. Let's put them in bottom of top of D. Let's put them in <laughs> top of D. Yeah. Yeah, just a bunch of young guys like Halliburton as a god. Like I, I love Halliburton as the starting one uh, for the Pacers. And then, uh, yeah, Miles Turner at the five, solid. And then just a bunch of young guys at the four. I know they have like Isaiah Jackson. They got uh, Jalen Smith is also a name. Yeah, Smith's they got still there. The four too. Still a lot of confusion there on like how it's gonna work. I think Gogo is there a Gogo bit Goga Bitaste? Bring it out. Bro, you're reaching for the trenches right now. Yeah, you're that's, like, the <laughs> that's definitely D tier level <laughs> <laughs> reaching, dude. Just a bunch of young guys, no vet no vet presence over there in the Pacers. And I just feel like, you know, I feel like the potential is there. Like I could see, you know, Obi Toppin and Halliburton becoming like a duo. They're gonna be like a lob city type team to watch possibly but i don't see them making like too much noise yeah. hey man it's it's indeed like i like them but they can only do so much <laughs> boring as hell their jerseys are pretty nice yeah they're pretty yeah they're pretty yeah nice. they're pretty nice yeah <laughs> asman doesn't think so asman thinks i don't think so nah i'll take i'll take uh, are you moving on to wizards of course, of course, the Wizards. Obviously, we've seen them blew it up. They definitely blew it up. About it, time. Holy. About, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> just like the litter situation, bro. Like, three years too late to this whole thing, man. They could have got so much more. But you have you have Jordan Poole as their best player. No, he's not their best player. Kuzma's their best player. Oh, yeah, Kuzma's, Kuzma's their, best, their player. best player. So, the one to punch up Kuzma and Jordan Poole. Cool. I mean, this is just, it's headed towards, headed towards D tier for sure. The only thing that I'm looking towards is where in, in D tier am I putting them? Because I'm putting them after Indiana because they don't have any chemistry yet. Whereas Indiana's pretty much set from last season. I personally think they're probably behind the Jazz as well. Oh shit! Them. Okay, let's the do Jazz, it. We've at least in the Jazz <laughs> compete. This this roster of, of of Washington, other than Poole and Kuzma, you have Kispert. You you have that's about it. I mean, there's no one else on that team that you really expect to make that big of an impact. So I'm not going to lie. I don't even know Kispert's game. So shooter, <laughs> decent defender. He's white. 
I thought he was a big man. Holy. Oh, damn. See, that's how, that's how, like, we're reaching past the trenches, man. This is like, it's an Earth's core. We're reaching for the Earth's oh, core if you name off the rosters. So, yeah, that, that definitely means they're, they're a D tier team. Yeah. Oh, no man. thoughts. I have no thoughts on the Wizards, man. Like, Most from Jordan Poole and uh, Kuzma. Who else is there? John Wall? Is he still there? Bradley Beal? Bro, John Wall is <laughs> gone, gone. Gorta? Is Paul Pierce still there? Go <laughs> yeah. Otto Porter Jr.? Like, Otto these Porter are the names Jr. I know. I can't even name their starting five. That's how bad their team is. Oh, my God. Uh, it'd be like yeah. that sometimes, though. It'd just be like that, but... <laughs> I mean, Obdia yeah. is probably going to be That's their next guy. Obdia is, is good. Gafford is their starting five. So, yeah, you're looking at Poole, Kispert, Avdia, Kuzma, Gafford. God damn. That's bad. Yo, our squad's got to pull up. Our, our squad's going to pull up. I feel disgusting <laughs> to, to put them above the Jazz, honestly. I feel bad that I even thought about that. Maybe I should put them under the Pistons. No, 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 no. At least they have Cade. At least they have Cade. I mean, this team has no one. I mean, you have a shot chucker. You have two shot chuckers as your best player. <laughs> Definitely two shot chuckers right there. Bro, I don't even know what's happening in Washington anymore. Hey, they're, they're <laughs> something something rebuild. something Some kind of a rebuild, I guess. Uh, Washington fell for real. As, I mean, they have good jerseys, though. They do. Oh, yeah. Some of them are nice. Some of them are nice. They're all nice. Uh, okay, whatever you say. <laughs> magic, magic. Uh, as in? <laughs> Okay, so this one's ooh, this one's a good one. Okay, so Magic, they got the players. They got nice young players over there, a lot of potential. Ancaro, you know, Wendell, Carter, point guard spot. You know, they they have their issues. They got false. They got Cole Anthony. Uh, who else was there? I think there was another Suggs. one. Suggs as well. You know, they got their mm-hmm. issue at the one and two spot. But I feel like, you know, once they get that settled, like, I feel like, you know, that's a nice young team to watch. I would put them, like, with the Rockets, maybe even above the Pacers, like high D, low C. I feel like mm. the talent's there. It's just the mm. vet present. I feel like is kind of missing, which is what's preventing them from taking that, you know, that next leap. Better than Rockets, not better than the Raptors. Interesting. I think so. Why? Why, is that, the, why do you have it, the faith in them? Well, I love Markel Fultz. I think I've said this a few times before. I love. I know I like his comeback story. I like how he went from not remembering how to shoot to solid 18, 16, 18 point per game. And then you still have a lot of young talent on that team. And although I don't like their jerseys, I just despise them so much. But I think Orlando. Yeah, I don't like (laughs) Orlando's jerseys. I don't like. I don't. They're they're sick, in my opinion. They had like a. A black and orange one a few years ago. Or I like, like that. That was one of my favorite ones. I thought nah, I loved those ones. That was, that was, that was disgusting. Like, I'm talking about like a, the Disney black. I think it was like black. And oh, that, that one's nice. That one's nice. Those the Disney nice, black yeah. and blue. Like Even they the have like the blue ones are nice. The blue ones are nice too. I think. Some of them are not it. I mean, Bankero makes them look good. I mean, yeah, the Bankero makes them look good. So. Was I the only one disappointed that it wasn't pronounced Banchero? I think Bankero is pretty goddamn cool, yeah, bro. Yeah, I thought Bankero was solid. I was I was disappointed. I thought it was like Banchero. I was like, that's so cool. It would be pretty cool too. Nah, I guess. but I think um, right after the Raptors seems fair. Uh, they're better than the Rockets because they have Markel. But aside from that, not really. Yeah, that's interesting because, in my opinion, like you named off all those reasons, and I agree. I think they they probably have a chance to be better than the Rockets. The guy who I think is like 
arguably their best player, like I think it's one A one B, Franz Wagner. I think he's I ready to make that him. leap. Yeah, I, I think he's ready to make the leap. <laughs> Twenty points per game scorer last season. Six ten forward can handle the ball, can defend all positions. Long wingspan, like he he really does it all, and he he's he's very level headed, smart player, makes the right decisions. Really good finisher at the rim. Like I think he's ready to make that jump. He could be like, if Bancaro makes a jump with him, I think this could definitely be a team that you could see. I could see them go above the Nets, the Bulls. Like they can make a run for the play-in. With, with the with the level of guys that they have on their team, mm. I mean, you have a trustworthy guard in Fultz. Suggs, I also think there's gonna make a decent jump. You have Wagner or Bancaro with the forward spots. Wendell at the five spot. I mean, this team, it, it's it looks like it's built so well. They got Joe yeah. Ingles too. Like that's definitely a, that's <laughs> that, definitely a solid C tier team, bro. That's the depth they need, bro. That's a, yeah. So like, this is a team I I can see making a really big push if if the, obviously everything goes well. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it does because I I'm a big Franz Wagner believer. So I think this is definitely a decent spot to have him for next season. All right, let's stick with that then. Franz Wagner, Wagner, Wagner. Wagner. Vag- That's a it's actually, it's actually Wagner. Wagner, bro, man, like Wagner, Wagner. bro. No man, like That's Wagner. A name. Dude. That's a name that doesn't get spoken of enough. Like that's. That's the first time I heard that name in a while. Like I Franz, like Franz Wagner. I, I think he's German, right? I think so. Him and his yeah. brother Moritz yeah, Wagner. Bro. Mo, Mo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Franz Wagner. I'll, he's one of my favorite players in the league. I mean, I love that guy, bro. He's he's sick. So yeah, definitely gonna he's make cool. noise. I just forgot about him, but he's pretty cool. He is irrelevant, so yeah, it's all good. <laughs> ah, the best team in the league. Easy S level. S level tier. Classic. Classic. <laughs> Let's stick with top of D tier. I think, yeah. I think uh, aside from Lamelo, uh, they're kind of just sitting there in North Carolina. Like I, I don't really know what they're doing there. And the most relevant news that came recently was Michael Jordan selling them. So it was like, <laughs> that, that's all I can say for. Him. I do like Lamelo though. I do like Lamelo. See, I, I'm also I I personally would would have them. Maybe even above the Rockets, just because of one reason. I think Miles Bridges coming Bridges, back yeah. is huge. Like Lamelo having Bridges back, PJ Washington on a new contract, and you still have Gordon Hayward on the team. Like okay, probably not above the Rockets, but yeah, I guess I guess have a D. Like let, let me stop talking. Like they're still shit, but I think Miles Ma- Bridges like he can make that next jump. He was one of the best threes in the whole league the year that he played healthy. I mean, he averaged like yeah. twenty two a game. Like it was insane the jump that he made. He was he was in for a max contract. So, and then the whole thing happened. But. Yeah, but if he comes back next season playing the same, maybe even playing better, I could see them making a push for seats here. But for now, yeah, top of D. They they own this tier right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I have no input to that. I agree with what Austin said. Uh, <laughs> like, Miles Bridges coming back, you know, that's huge. That's huge for them. Hopefully, LaMelo could stay healthy. I know he had his ankle issues here and there. But I could see them being, like, low C high D, mm. D level. Definitely, definitely. Also forgot about Terry Rozier, yeah, 20 points per game score. Right, right, yeah. right. Can't exactly. forget about him. It's a solid little tanking team, so yeah, this is a good spot for them. Solid. They're like the definition of D tier. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Alright, enough of these trash teams, man. We had like we got, five trash teams in a row. Let's go to a decent team. Yes, sir. I have the Memphis Grizzlies here. I personally think this is, I would have them right in this spot right here, above the Sixers, behind the Heat. I oh, think that I think the way that they their roster is constructed, you have John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson. All you need is like 
one really good guard, one really good forward. Uh, and Marcus Smart. A second Marcus scorer. Smart just made his entrance. Marcus Smart. Marcus Derek Smart Rose. Is Derek Rose. I mean, ten minutes a game, cool. But their roster is really well constructed right now. I mean, all the flaws that they 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 have, they have solutions for it. Obviously, John Ryan's not going to be there for our first twenty-five games, but when it comes time for the playoffs, Jaw is built for that time. We've seen him time and time again come through in the clutch. And if we're talking about the clutch, if we're talking about you need to win games, I'd rather have Memphis over over than Philly. Like I think they're a contender; they can make a push for even the top of A, in my opinion. Just because these are all young guys that are going to drastically get better next season. So if if it's the way that I see them projected, I think this is a decent spot for them. I think they're better than Miami. Whew, okay. More yeah. optimistic than me. Fair enough. Uh, you have John Morant. Your next best player is, well, I would say Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain. I would say Jackson. Yeah, yeah it's it was really, either yeah, Jackson yeah, or Desmond, right? But, and then you have so much, like Marcus Smart, you, no one's mentioning him. Like he's former DPOY. He can block up anyone in the guard spot, even some wings too. Like if you have, he can guard Jimmy for sure. For real, mm-hmm. and Bam is locked up by, by uh, sorry JJJ, and then who's who's guarding Ja? Who's guarding Desmond Bain? Like I don't see I don't see an answer for them on the Heat roster. Yeah, the only thing I worry about it is Marcus Smart taking stupid shots in the clutch because. Uh, well, that's his thing, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, he did it, and and they won a game off of it, which is crazy. Like when Derek White hit that buzzer beater off the putback, Marcus Smart hit the he shot the dumbest shot. Of his entire career, and they still won the game. So you never know. Maybe that's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, and he brings that mentality. I think he brings that the actual grit mentality too. So mm-hmm. I think he, they're better than Heat. Exactly. I think they're better. I think they're better than the Heat. Okay, right now. Did they go toe to toe with the Clippers? I feel like they can make some noises with. They could. The they actually could. They actually could. But maybe I think the they're better than the Clippers. I th- maybe. Yeah. I, hmm, I wait. Think yes, they could be better than the Clippers. They weren't in the second seed. Yeah, they were. They were, without Jaw too, right? Jaw. Yeah, without Jaw. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You yeah, put them, them too. bro, put yeah, them ahead of the Clippers. Yeah, they're they're, they're the face of A, bro. Yeah, Kawhi, who? Like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Asin, next LA team. Ooh, the Lakers. Okay, so I think I will put them right. Ooh, I will put them high A, low S level. I'd only say this because of injuries and chemistry. I know the Lakers, they had their, they had a rough start last season. They started off slow, but then they made a few moves. You know, they brought in D'Lo, uh, uh, Hashimura, also a significant pickup. And I felt like the chemistry really clicked. And that's why, you know, they, they made the playoffs uh, last season. Coming into this season, though, I feel like, you know, they could, um, they can continue from where they, they left off in the playoffs if, you know, if everyone stays healthy. Obviously, AD has his fair share of injuries. Could he stay healthy? That's the big question. I feel like if everyone could stay healthy, the chemistry's there. They're definitely an S-level team. But for now, you know, I'm going to put them at that A-level. Yeah, I personally had them. I, I thought they were S-tier team. Like, mm-hmm. the, the the way they played in the playoffs last year, they bring back the exact same guys. And they even add guys on top of that. I mean, this roster is, is built for the playoffs. You have Reeves as your starting point guard. I, I really believe in him. Like, I remember I had this conversation with Ryan where, like, I was kind of exaggerating what he could have been next season, but I think his game translates perfectly well. And especially come playoff time, like, mid-range jumpers, floaters, good pick-and-roll game, doesn't doesn't panic at all. LeBron's still one of the best players in the league, had his, one of his best seasons last year. AD should come back stronger. And if anything, if they're not where they want to be, they can trade D'Lo 
for another guy just like that so i think they're probably destined for for a deep playoff run next season and i i personally would have them at the bottom of s but top of a maybe even behind the grizzlies it could be justified uh i would put them i would actually move them right behind golden state like like end of s tier because throughout my years of watching basketball one thing i've learned is never doubt lebron never you never never doubt him and um they got everyone back, most of their key players back on such bargain deals. Yeah. And they just added Max Struess, who played really well in the playoffs last year. Like, I don't see why not. Wait, I Max think Strews. that's. He went to the Cavs. Oh, shit. My fault. Uh, Gabe Vincent. Yeah. Huh. The, these Heat players just confuse yeah, me sometimes. They're all the same. Yeah, yeah they're all the same. <laughs> Generic 2K players, you know. But, <laughs> but I think the Lakers. End of S tier. I don't see why AD can't be just as dominant. I don't see why LeBron can't be just as uh, amazing as before. Like, they just got unlucky being matched up in, with the, the Nuggets because you can't you can't guard that. But right. going from a team that wasn't even in playoff picture to conference finals, that's an S tier team. Agreed. Agreed. I got a few more left. Phoenix Suns. Let's put that in the D tier. I'm not. I don't really think they're. Don't the greatest team right now. What classic, yeah, bro. Classic. Campaign. Oh shit, he got traded to the Spurs. I got traded to the Spurs. <laughs> Phoenix Suns. I actually don't know where to put them in S tier because we haven't seen all three of them play together yet. Me personally, I think talent rules over everything, and it's not like the Brooklyn Nets where they had no one else on the roster. You have a fourth guy. You have a fifth guy, and Eric Gordon that. It completes your starting lineup. Like you, you forget. Like it's Beal, Booker, KD. It's also Aiden, who I think is like one of the best centers you want in the playoffs. When he's on, obviously he needs to be on. And when he's motivated, of course. That's that's yeah. what I mean. Like when he's on, like yeah. <laughs> and Eric Gordon, like that lineup will play at minimum like thirty five minutes a game for you. And if that's going to be your roster in the playoffs, I personally would put them above the Golden State Warriors and behind the Bucks. That's fair. That's fair. But of course, I need like your guys' thoughts because that's where I'm going. <laughs> As in, any? Yeah, with the Suns, I feel like that point, the lack of you know a point guard at the one, I feel like is going to be vital to how they play this season. Obviously, like I think they made it clear that they're going to have Bradley Beal handling the ball. Maybe Booker mm-hmm. might handle the ball here and there too. I think you know with a point guard, you know they they know how to facilitate like what's happening on the court. I feel like we kind of undervalue the like how a point guard plays and like the value the point guard brings to a team, which is why I feel like they're going to be like a low S, maybe even a high A, but I'll definitely put them behind the, ooh, maybe even behind the Lakers. Yeah, I'll put them behind the Lakers for now. Ooh, even with three guys in their prime? Yeah, that's the thing. Talent is huge on that team. So Beal, Booker, uh, KD, uh, oh yeah, Bobo. Bo. We can't forget about Bo. oh, yeah, Bobo, Bo, Bo, dude. Bro, Bo, let's put him at the top of S tier, bro. Top of S, top of S. Yeah, let me put him up there. My bad, my bad. Bobo's on that team. That's an automatic dub right That's there. That's a Bobo tax. That is revenge let's, tour, bro. Revenge tour. Let's get it. I, I, okay, let me just, one thing before, before I let uh, Ryan gets a chance to speak, because I feel like this is <laughs> I think Beal is one of the most underrated players right now, because he's been on this Wizards team. And people think he's just a chucker. He just chucks shots. Well, that's his role in the team. We've seen in the past when when it's time to play basketball, he can lock up. He he was one of the best three and D players when when he 
when it was the John Wall era. And he has the ability to play point guard. Like, he has had no one to pass to this these last three years. Like, we haven't seen this level, this type of Beal in so long. I think Beal is, when he when he's on a good team, and especially like like Phoenix, I, I expect him to be one of the best players in the league. Like, a top 10 player, like, when it comes to playoff times, he's making all the little impact plays that you would want from a point guard. That's why I would have him so high. But let me let Ryan, Ryan be the decider on this. Well, I think Bradley Beal, um, I think I've said this before in a few episodes ago. I think Bradley Beal is the package was not my I was not the biggest fan of the trade package. I think they gave up a lot for him. But having Bradley Beal in the John Wall era, he was definitely a solid wing. He wasn't a liability on the wing. He was a really and, good defender, actually. And he's a playoff performer. Like he can make shots in the playoffs when the guys surrounding him worked. Like the Boston and Washington series in twenty seventeen or eighteen. Mm. He was Cooking. He was pretty good that series, and you can't forget the other times they made the playoffs. Like when we when the Raptors versed him versus the Wizards a few years ago, I was scared because Beal was like making everything. So you can't discount that he can play off the ball and he can play with play on ball. I would put them where Austin put them. I think right behind Milwaukee, but ahead of the Warriors is is fair enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Last three final stretch. Here we go. Turn is it? Awesome. It's my turn. I got the Blazers. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Blazers, they, they do have Scoot. They do have Shane Sharp. They have Simons. And they have, still have Nurkic. But I expect probably Nurkic and Lillard to be gone by the deadline, if I had to guess. And if you have a roster with a bunch of young guys that we haven't seen mesh together yet, they're probably have to end up. I would put them probably in the bottom of D tier. Ooh, that's far down, yeah. eh? I mean, Ooh. you have Grant, but if if what I think is going to happen where Lillard's gone and probably Nurkic is gone, Grant is – just Grant is not better than Kate, like, in my opinion. Well, are we judging based off of whether Dame won't be moved? Cause... Well, if Dame's yeah. not moved, he's not playing. Oh, you think gonna, he's like that? Because that's another year of his prime. That's another year of his prime gone. Hey, I feel like Dame, bro, Dame is so stubborn right now. Like, I won't be surprised if he sits out like Harden did. Like, I, like, I, I won't be surprised. And even, even if he plays, he'll play like shit. I don't uh, think so. I actually like, don't I think, think that this team has a bad coach. Like, even when they were playing, they were the 11th seed. And that was with Lillard. And that was with Nurkic. If you have Lillard gone off that team, you're relying on Simons. Like, you're relying on... on Subpar playmaking. You have a bunch of guards that are ball dominant. Nurkic seems like he's falling off. Grant, I mean, he was good in Detroit, but he's like 29 30. Like, does, can he still be that guy that could carry them over the hump? Like, I think all these other teams that we've seen, except for like the Wizards, we've seen them play together. We've seen them like be a cohesive unit. Like, the Pistons, like, we've seen them be a cohesive unit. They've had good stretches. The Blazers are coming in, like, when they trade all these guys, like, even if, even if, those guys are still there like they're still a terrible team all in all okay i'd say i'd put the blazers ahead of the wizards okay but not at the end of d2 i think that's a solid spot for them because you can you can make an argument that if dame does play like for sure he can maybe drag them to a 10 seed maybe drag them to a 10 seed and that's if he's not moved but there's no way in hell they're beating Laurie Markkinen. Let's just, let's just put let's just blunt. Let's just honest. If they have Lillard, 
I probably put them in C tier, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's Dame time. But I think Dame's gone. That's why I think they're so shit. Because like they they're making all the like they pretty much guarantee that they're trading Dame. Have they though? Yeah, they they literally say like this is gonna take months, but we're looking to get months. But he still has to play. Yeah. He has to play because Dame's gonna get fined if he doesn't. When he plays, they're still shit. And if he plays disgruntledly, they're they're gonna be even more shit. All I'm saying, you don't want to lower your trade value. You got to play at least two, two some Lillard, of the right? If you're a Lillard, you want to decrease your trade value. Oh, no, I guess that's true. I guess yeah. that's true. But I don't know. I, 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 I see the point. Yeah. Though. I see the point, though. Oh, so who are we putting them? Asvin? You're the, you're yeah, the you're decision. The I was going to say, you know, with Dave, like, I could easily see the Blazers being, like, a low C with okay. Dave. The fact that we took like we we considered like him not playing or being like traded by the deadline, I would put. Ooh, so are we? We're saying Nurkic is also gone too. Like once Dame is gone, well, Nurkic that, is gone. Probably because they're like a duo in my opinion. Ooh, okay, yeah, I would put them. Yeah, right there, I would put them below mm. the Pacers and above the Jazz because I think Anthony Simons, Scoot, uh, who else is there? Um, Jeremy Grant. Like I Jeremy feel like Grant. they could. Pick up the slack once Slightly. Dame and uh, Dame and Nurkic are gone. All right. Yeah, I guess that, that's. I think I think that's a, that's like in between where Austin and I were deciding. I Definitely. have them. I have them last. <laughs> I know. I'm, like, I'm a stand by that. I have them last. I think they're <laughs> shit, dude. But but that's that's if Dame is moved. That's true. Which is like ninety five percent. Okay, there's still five percent chance. Okay, okay. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wemby's team. Wemby's team, that's my... Okay, let's get it. The Spurs. Okay, so the one issue I had with the Spurs last season is that, you know, Popovich, you know, they, they rested their key guys. Like, Keldon Johnson, you know, he rested quite a bit. Devin Vassell also kind of rested a bit. And I, I don't know the reason why. Like, they're still young. These guys need some experience. But they, yet, the Spurs are here sitting them, you know, for games, sitting them out. So I feel like if that same treatment happens, like I don't see the Spurs making too much noise. Like even though there's all this hype around Wemby, like I see, I still see the Spurs being that D-level team. Um, where though, I think they would be better than the Pacers. I think with that group, I feel like they could be better than the Pacers if no one's being rested. I know the Spurs. You know they got their. Uh, they got their vets, retired vets. You know, Tim. I saw that picture with Tim Duncan, Tony and Parker. Manu. Who else was there? Manu was there. Manu too, was there, yeah. Training, uh, Wendy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got I got the Spurs being like a, a high D potentially. <laughs> All that training really paid off, eh? Yeah, bro. <laughs> I think um, when I saw this, like when I was trying to rank the Spurs, I was out here. Wemby instant B tier. But I think I was just putting too much hype on him. Uh, definitely an amazing talent. And we've seen that during his time in Europe. And some flashes here and there during the Summer League. Although he played like 2-3 games and then dipped. But I think Wemby has a lot of untapped potential. He's got a lot of things to experiment this season. I'm leaning to bottom of C tier. Because I think he's better than the entire Hornets organization. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know if he can beat the Rockets on his own. So uh, we'll keep it at 
high end D or low end C. But I'll let Austin decide. I personally think maybe I'm a hater. I think they're gonna be solidly in D. I I, I think this for like Wemby is one player, right? He's he's one guy and he's a center, which is kinda hard to make an impact as the center on, on a team that's really bad. I personally think that they're probably like if I if I had the Blazers all the way at the end and that's how my roster looked like, I probably have them probably below the Jazz, but above the Wizards. Like, I think that they're gonna struggle. It's Wemby, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell. Like, it's it's some decent young players. Campaigns there. Trey Jones is there. I like Trey Jones a lot. And what's that one rookie they have? It's like Keontae, Keontae something. Bro, it's a rookie. I don't know them. No, he he was really gonna start. <laughs> like right? I'm telling you, this Keontae guy, he's he's gonna pop off for the Spurs, but. It's still a low end team. It's still a team that doesn't have a lot of talent, a lot, a lot of unproven talent. I feel like, which is, which is, from what we've seen in the past, there are guys that young guys that you can be excited by, like, oh, like I'm hyped for like, Bankero to play. I'm hyped for Lamelo Ball to play. But their team is still a shit. Because if you look at the teams that are in the league in the NBA, all these teams have talent and talent like that the, that the Bulls have and Nets have, like even the Magic have right now. It's like it's hard to beat that out with just one rookie. Next season, yeah, I could definitely see them being a C-tier team if Wemby does live up to the hype. But for this season, where there's going to be a lot of growing pains, I, I would have to put them in D. But for for what we're all considering, I think top of D probably makes sense. Okay. I th- I think I'll agree with that. Top of D. And last team. Last uh, team, the Magic. Dallas Mavericks. This was another iffy one because they didn't make the playoffs. But they have so much talent just right there in the backcourt. I want to put them at the top of B tier. Top of B tier? Top of B tier. Okay. Because Luka has that magic, and Kyrie's got some sorcery happening there too, but I don't know how that's going to translate right now. Yeah, I think top of B B tier is pretty bold because you're kind of like edging them already into the playoffs. I think the roster, Kyrie and and Luka... That alone, like, if you just said those two names, I'd be like, oh, yeah, easy B tier, probably even A tier. But the rest of their roster is horrendous. It's well, that's just... exactly the point. Like, th- those two alone can even potentially carry you to a win. It can. But the front court being so thin right now, like, you have Dwight Powell as wow. a starter. It It's a shame. It really <laughs> got, is a shame. Like, Rashawn Holmes. <laughs> Rashawn Holmes, <laughs> a guy that was on the end of the bench. Like, I personally... Would probably have them above the the Hawks if I if I had to really think about it, just because Doncic is top five player in the league. Like when when it's regular season, he is, which automatically makes you kind of a playoff contender. But to have them above the Cavs and the Knicks, who have been so consistent that has they all have complete rosters, decent coaches. Like I probably can't justify that, but I I can see I can see where you're coming from with with the B. Just from having the talent on your team makes so much of a difference. Well, like you have two arguably top 10 players right now on that roster. They just don't have the defense. But if you were to put the Dallas Mavericks like player comparison side by side, I guarantee you at least one of, if not both, Kyrie and Luka would be better than all the other players in B tier. I would agree to that to an extent because the roster is just that bad. Like yeah, the roster that, being that bad, like I would love the, I would make the argument like let's say they had, I don't know, I'll let one of these shitty teams like the Hornets without without Lamelo and let's say Bridges. Miles Bridges, I could still make an argument that yeah you're right like if you have you know like Gordon Hayward, P- 
P.J. Washington, like, yeah, I can see that. But the Mavericks have absolutely nobody. They have nobody. It's like rookies. It's like, who who even is there on that team? Like, Jalen Green Curry. is like, oh, like yeah. Like, Seth Curry. Seth Curry's there. Seth Curry's there? He's, he's washed too, I think. So, yeah, it's tough to make that, um, that, that argument, in my, in my opinion. What is, is that? Is Christian nah, Wood Christian Wood. He's a free agent, bro. Yeah, I like, think no he's going to the Warriors. No one wants him, bro. No. I think he should go to the Warriors. No. I think he should go to the Warriors. Bro, they hate people that that have, like, bro, they, they, they like of Oubre. They like of Poole. Like, they like of Wiseman. Like, all the guys that complain about the role, they just ditch, man. So, if he goes to the Warriors, he's probably going to be in the G League team. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, aside from Luka and Kyrie, like, I don't – I don't know who else they got. I know they got they signed Steph uh, Seth Curry, but I don't know who who that fourth who's playing that four and who's playing the five. Like we mentioned, Dwight Powell, but like what could Dwight Powell do? Like I know he had, I think he had a pretty decent season, like maybe two seasons ago, three seasons ago. But like yeah, where you have to play eight points, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so like, like that's that's you know that's more than what we expect, right? But <laughs> you know, I yeah, I don't see. You know, aside from Luca and Kyrie, like yeah, I would put them high B. High B. So better than the Cavs or not? Okay, better yeah. than the Knicks. Yes or no? Yes, those two, Kyrie and Luca. Okay. Yeah. All right. And better than oh, better than the Cavs though? No, right? Think about the yeah. roster, Asman. Think think yeah, about no, the no, roster. No, I mean, no, it's no, bare no, bones no, over no, there. Good sign, man. Yeah, we good. Keep them there. All right, that's our that's our tier list. Them. Pretty even spread, in my opinion. It's pretty even. Not too controversial like I thought. I thought one of y'all would have, like, fucking, I don't know, Philly and S tier. I personally think that the, the, the Mavericks is the most controversial. Maybe, yeah. Mavericks might be the most controversial one. But the rest are pretty, pretty decent. Pretty decent. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Good job, guys. <laughs> nice. Now, would we change the order for any of these teams? Ooh. We got a few more minutes left. Let's, let's, let's do this fast. Okay, De- Denver, Denver won. Yeah, I can yeah. see these these those six. Like I could see. I think those are locks. Those are locks. I think our yeah. power rankings. Those six are a lock. Okay, A tier. I could argue Clippers over Memphis, but yeah, I, I want to stick with Memphis. Okay, that's fair enough. Because yeah. of health. Yeah. Because of health. Because of health reasons. I would also argue the Cavs on A tier. Yeah, we can do that. We can we can do that. We can do that. Okay, okay. So that's 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 the rest of A. I guess A is like locked. Like this is a separation down here. Yeah. B tier. Hmm. I, yeah, I, I can... okay. I already said where I would have the Mavs, but okay. Well, we can switch anything else. I mean, we can switch up the Mavs if you if we think otherwise. Like I could see a New Orleans team, like a Pelic- a healthy. Pelican I think the Orleans team could be top of B team, low key, yeah, low key top of B tier, yeah. I would probably probably put the Mavs down here. Maybe, yeah, just because okay. of like, cause the roster construction, like you said. Would you move Minnesota to B tier? A lock for the playoffs, probably not. Probably not. The West is really strong. Like Minnesota is probably going to be stuck in the playoff race on a plane race. So they're worse than the Thunder for sure. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. If they are for sure, then we keep. What do you, what do you think? Do you think that you think Timberwolves? You, uh, because we can move OKC down here. Like I, I don't mind this. Okay, because I was out here like OKC doesn't seem like an ex, an exact lock for right, a play. Yeah, you know? I can definitely see that too. Like anything in C tier, I think has a solid chance to make. Maybe the Rockets. 
Yeah, Rockets could with Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. I think that keep you can keep them in C tier. Actually, I think I, you, I, I think... might argue them for to be to be D. Honestly, really, D. I could because Van Vliet's he low key's a shot chucker, and like that roster. If you look at it, let's say you take out Van Vliet from that roster, that team sucks. That team probably sucks a lot, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, Amen Thompson is not going to be the difference changer. Jalen Green, who else is there? Oh, Jabari's been... yeah. Like we saw that last season. Like there was no chemistry going on. Well, Jalen right. young guys shooting half court shots. Right, but they yeah. do have a new coach. But I still think that they're probably going to be top of D. Like I don't see them making that push. Like I think this season they're probably just going to. Let's move them to D tier. Let's move them to D tier. Okay, let's move them to D. All let's right. move them to D tier. I might make an argument to put the Jazz higher. Jazz higher. Yeah, I could. I could see that too. Yeah, this. This does. This does seem a bit low. Past the Pacers. Past the Pacers, but not before the Hornets. Yeah, that looks nicer. I think that looks better. Maybe I might even put them above the Hornets because the Hornets, even when they played, like they were still like an eleven seed. Like the Jazz. Okay, let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Let's do it. What do you What do you think, Asim? What do you think? I would. I would keep the the Jazz there. I feel like I feel like a Lamelo and Bridges duo is better than what a Markinen Collins or Markinen yeah. Clarkson duo. Like I wouldn't say the chemistry is there yet for the Jazz. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, fair that's enough. fair. The Spurs. Yeah. Do you guys think about the Spurs? No, I think the Spurs might be lower, low key. Yeah. I think the Spurs yeah. are lower. Okay. How low are we going? The Jazz. Behind behind Pacers, behind Pacers, because Portland still has Scoot, which is unproven. But Pacers have Tyrese. Hmm. I might even, I might even put the Blazers above the Spurs, just because it's Wemby Tilden. But Simons Grant probably I would say is better than Wemby. Even Dame too, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I would say this makes sense. Maybe even them above the Pacers. I guess maybe if I. Do you want to though? Do you want to? I guess Halliburton and Turner are probably better. Like yeah. The rest looks pretty okay. Wizards? We put them. Who's better, Pistons or Wizards? Yeah, this, no, is, a, <laughs> this is a tough one, dude. That's a, that's a NBA on TNT analysis right now. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would say the Pistons are better, in my opinion. I would say that too. Because like Monty, Monty's still better than. So, the coach Monty himself oh, no. just makes the Wizards and the Pistons better than yeah, the Wizards. Low key, because like, who, who even is a Wizards coach, bro? Like, Is this Scott Brooks? I hope it not. Scott Brooks? If it's is Scott it Brooks, we're making F if it's Scott Brooks. He's <laughs> shit. The only other one I see is the Magic being controversial. That's the only. No, other. I don't see. I don't see the Magic being you controversial. Know? Okay, because I, I, I love the Magic, but like, if you look at that name, it just seems weird to have them like not shit. You know, because they've never yeah. been this high up. Yeah, it's it's weird <laughs> to see. It's actually they're always sense. in D or F tier. They've never been in the C tier before. It's the Franz Wagner Bancaro effect, bro. Honestly. Those, I think this is. Logical, I think yeah. this is final. I think this, this is final. final yeah. Solid, yeah. All right, screenshot this, everyone. You'll see that. You'll see in a few few months. <laughs> yeah, just watch the NBA season, and you'll come back to this and be like, "Damn, they're right. They're 100 percent right." Our rankings, 100 percent right. <laughs> All right. I guess. I guess we're good then, right? But that that concludes this episode. Yo, this is actually hella fun. Let's get it. Hey, yo, thank you guys for having me. This was, this was fun. Thank you guys for having me back the second time around. I appreciate it. Of course. Always welcome back. Thank you, thank you. All right, Ryan, any last words? Um, Once again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks.